What is up, everyone, and welcome to the WAN Show! Hype, 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 yeah, hype, yeah, hype. Yeah, NVIDIA yeah, yeah, will yeah. not make their own version of the 16 gig RTX 4060 Ti, probably because it sucks. Uh, in other... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. We have no way of knowing mm -hmm. that because they're apparently not sending out review samples. Because it sucks. Oh. In other news, Glorbo has come to World of Warcraft. This is the best news I've heard in a long time. This is actually really funny, and I promise you it's not just going to be Luke talking about AI for 45 minutes. Yeah, only like 10. Yeah, but it's really funny. Yes. What else we got? Uh, the U.S. government creates new security... No, that's not the one I meant to read. Uh, proposed legislation requires platforms to snitch on users. This is actually, like, a pretty big deal if it goes all the way through. But as far as my understanding goes, it has a ways to go, so we should step on it now. Uh, other than that, we're going to talk about some water cooling builds. Really? Build of the month is really? apparently a thing now. What? Introducing new... like Meta cancels the Quest Pro? Oh. Basically just... Throws in the towel. See you later. Yeah, that's kind of a big rip. Yeah, exactly. Corsair buys drop. Yeah, I don't really care about that. You know that's up me, right? What? Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not. It's not. It's Linus not. Media Group sold the Corsair. <laughs> Taryn's going back. Why don't we jump right into our headline topic, the accidental DDoS, yeah, we probably should have mentioned that, of, <coughs> where'd that, where'd that go? Where did it go? Where did that go? It's not a headline topic. Yeah, what, I, I I'm so confused right now. Um, um. Um, um, here it is. Whoops, LTT accidentally DDoSed Medicat USB. Too many people took us up on the title of our recent video. Download these handy tools now! And it took down the Medicat USB site. <coughs> and that's apparently all there is to say about it. We have a picture of the temporary page that they put up um, where they were kind of redirecting people to the Discord or to a uh, direct file download. And there's a discussion question. How many times have we recommended a service and accidentally swamped their servers? Quite a few. Yeah, uh, I think one of the earliest love hugs we ever gave to anyone. Okay, where is this? Oh, it's above. New, do I have an old version of the doc or something? It's this under is driving me absolutely crazy. Okay, I found it. Hey, this is awesome. So here's the temp page that was uh, that was showing up on their site. The site is currently having major issues due to the recent Uncle Linus video. Please bear with us as we panic and update our server. <laughs> oh no, no brutal. Um, I think one of the earliest love hugs that we ever gave was actually to Noctua. And this uh, was way back when we were in the yeah, Langley house. Yeah. I know that we've accidentally taken down like small software projects quite a few times. Uh, for those of you who are new to Medicat, this is one of the tools that we featured in our, in our handy, useful tool roundup earlier this week. But there's some really good stuff in here. Password removal tools, backup and data recovery, all that kind of cool stuff. And of course... You do not have to, you know, buy a, you know, this tool will... I think we hugged it again. Fix... What? Already? Oh, crap. It's still sort of working. Oh, no. Yep. Okay, well, they there's a lot of really cool tools, and it's not one of those... 
you know, advertised on Facebook, a miracle, you know, whatever, fix your computer things. It's actually like chock full of pretty good stuff. And uh, yeah, you can get a little bit more detail about it from the video we published earlier this week because you sure as heck won't be going to this website right now <laughs> to learn anything about it. So Maybe cool. set a calendar reminder to go back. Good job, you guys. Maybe maybe the rest of the community can remember oh. times that we have accidentally love-hugged people. You it know, got hugged a little harder. I even saw that they, they, they said they were, like, they beefed it up, which is why I thought we'd talk about it on Wancho. <laughs> I expected it to be a little bit beefier this time. The, the, the truth is, though, that this sort of thing is very, very difficult to account for. Right, that was why I wanted to talk about this, because it used to happen on the LTT forum, for example, on a fairly regular basis, and, and Floatplane as well, where we would have a sudden inrush of users from something like a uh, you know launch of a Christmas album, for example, or a live stream of an event like the Roast of Me, where... We held up for the roast. We we did, but it was very challenging. And was, we yeah. had lots of advance notice. It, it wasn't, took work. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't the kind of thing where you can just have people suddenly, you know, come onto your site at 2x or 5x or 10x the volume, and you can just live through it. Oh, apparently we took down rack studs. Um, yeah, that, that. That was one of them. There's yep. been a ton that we're not necessarily going to remember because they happened in that, like, you know, years ago kind of range. But, yeah. Yeah, I remember taking down Rackstad. Super cool product. Is there anyone else? Come on, guys. Help, help me out here. Help me out here. Do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, what it takes to put mitigations oh, in place yeah. for something like that? Because I think a lot of people just assume, like, it's because you're cheap or something like that. Well, to a okay. certain degree. It, Sometimes, yes, but yeah, also... It, but there's also a range to being cheap. Because if you're like, uh, I'm not cheap, I'm just going to put the blank check on AWS or whatever else, like, oh, they'll, yeah. they'll absorb it. They'll, they'll make sure you're okay, but it might cost you an arm and a leg. So oftentimes it's a good idea to to partner with like a range of different solutions. Right now for the forum and float plane, uh, we have kind of a doubling where we have DDoS protections from our server hosts, and we also have DDoS protections on top of that from Cloudflare as well. And that doubling has been very good for us. That's been going pretty well. Uh, we also have redundancies in place in a lot of different situations. So if something does get effectively like brought down, it should be okay because something else can can auto balance and pick it back up. Um, I've got some other good ones. Ventoy was apparently having issues after the recent software video as well. Uh, Shadow Shadow PC. Um, yeah. Apparently went down the the remote gaming service. Uh, the USB was that tester. Was before they were OVH owned? I think so. Yeah, that yep. makes sense. Uh, the USB tester that we featured on Handy Tech uh, sold out in less than two hours after the video went up. <laughs> oh man, thanks guys. That's all. That's all just recent stuff. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, oh oh. Uh, uh, Windows nine. I think had a bunch of issues. I was pretty sure Windows nine. Yep, yeah. After after we made our video about it. Yeah, if like if you're trying to do like all of it yourself, it's going to be pretty hard. Oh, Puget Systems apparently had issues. Yeah, it's I mean it's re it's really challenging. Even even at even with our team size being what it is, occasionally we will have things happen that are like uh, oops, that's that's a lot of load and it can it can be really challenging and it's not easy. Our team size is hyper small for the services that we support. It's um, it's not easy to to achieve scale like uh, we've talked a fair bit in the last few weeks about how easy it is to make twitter yeah and the like base portion of twitter 
is super easy to make, but making it so that it's available to hundreds of millions of users is is like the whole complication. And it is a lot of complication. <laughs> like it's not something that should be brushed over, but just wow. being able to do the uh, just the like user kind of side of of something like Twitter would not be that hard. Uh, it's back. Hey. Now Cloudflare protected. Temp, temp page. Yep. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently they were ready for the WAN show today. So that's, uh, that's good. Hey, good job, everyone. All right. Why don't we move into <laughs> what I think is probably the other big news for this week. And that's that NVIDIA will not be making their own version of the 4060 Ti, 16 gig. After launching Founders Edition cards for the 4060 Ti, and then actually, come to think of it, I don't think they did do a Founders Edition for the regular 4060. Oh man, uh-oh, now, uh, now I'm blanking on this. Yeah, I don't think so. So after doing a Founders Edition of the 4060 Ti 8 gig, they are not following that up with a Founders Edition of the 4060 Ti 16 gig, the one that's supposed to come in $100 more expensive. So the 4060 series has gotten really... Um, I don't know what words to use. Complicated, alarming, frustrating. Remember when a 60 class card was like 200 high, 300 low, you know, for a non-TI and a TI? Yeah. This lineup starts at $300 for one that is very cut down. The 4060 is a lot slower than the 4060 TI. Um, like it's, it's three quarters the price of the 4060 TI and barely even three quarters of the performance. They both have eight gigs of RAM. So then you step up another $100. That gets you a 4060 Ti, a fully enabled chip, but still with only eight gigs of RAM, which is going to be a limitation today, or if not today, very soon. Then if you want the fast chip and you want 16 gigs of RAM, they want 500 US dollars. So, here's what's going on. The 4060 Ti is set to come out soon. However, NVIDIA has decided against participating in the launch. Apart from overseeing the testing process and regulating when reviewers can publish their results. So, basically, they're going to provide a reviewer's guide and an embargo and pretty much let their partners go to town. Reportedly, they will not even produce or sell their own version of the 16 gig variant, nor will they be providing review samples. So that's a sign of confidence in this product. What's really baffling about this to me is that if they don't think that it's going to be successful, why don't they do something about it? I mean, everyone already knows that 40 series other than a couple of key SKUs, I think 4090 is moving well, 4070 Ti is moving well, but basically everything else is dead in the water. Why not do something? Make the adjustments. I mean, the NVIDIA of yesteryear would have put some aggressive game bundles on these. Like, these things would come with, like, two or three AAA games or something like that. I mean, I guess that's, that's harder in the age of everything free-to-play with microtransactions, but, yeah. like... You know, still, uh, why, you know, why hasn't the graphics card industry adapted to the modern the modern gaming economy then? Why doesn't it come with $100 in Diablo 4 bucks or, 
you know, uh, 50 bucks in Robux. Or like, remember those bundles when you used to be able to pick what you wanted? Yeah. Why doesn't it come with a selector? I go, to, cool. I go there to a portal also... and I get 100 bucks in, you know, whatever bucks I might have spent. Make it a compelling value. There is also a bunch of modern games that do cost money. Not a lot, but money. Uh, they're not like full fat, like eighty dollar AAA games, but still, uh, like Crab Champion and Battle Bit and stuff like that, where there is there is a pay up front cost that could be included with these things. Doing like a more indie approach, like you get Crab Champions and Battle Bit on a graphics card, would actually probably work really well. They're both very popular names right now. I could see that moving cards. This is just bizarre to me, though. Like, instead of making the product line good, they're basically just going, yeah, the one good one we have, we know it's overpriced, so we can't. I, I mean, we simply couldn't adjust the price. But that's the thing. They definitely 100% could because we already know here, hold on. We can actually do the math on this. All we got to do is go to DRAM exchange because everything else about this card is the same. It's not like there's a completely different GPU core. So we're going, oh, well, the yields for this core uh, could be very, very different. Yeah. You know, going from the 4060 to the 4060 Ti. You know, maybe there is a difference in cost that is, is not publicly available. But when it comes to RAM, it is. This is a commodity product. GDDR6 is at a spot price of, let's see, um, session average of $3 per 8 gigabit. Okay, so 8 gigabit times 8 is going to be gigabytes. So it costs about, at spot prices, mind you, NVIDIA is almost certainly paying less than spot prices, about $25. $25. Bucks. So even if they were taking 50 points I always forget if it's points of margin or percent profit or whatever. Even if they were charging double of the actual bill of materials cost to them for this higher memory capacity skew, then it would still be $450, not $500. This is literally the exact same product plus 25 bucks of DRAM. But instead, they're basically just going, yeah, rather than have a reasonable pricing scheme, we'll just take our ball and go home, and you will just not have a 16-gig card. Because that looks kind of like how it's going to shake down. Hardware Unboxed has said that every NVIDIA partner that they spoke to so far has said they will not be providing review samples either, nor are they sure when their own cards will be available. This thing could not be lower priority. I mean, okay, yeah, our notes here say it's possible that the 4060 Ti 16 gigs recommended retail price of $500 being only $100 less than the 4070 has made many board partners skittish. And that's absolutely true. That makes a ton of sense. Um, how on earth could they possibly hope to sell this thing? And one of, the, one of the real big challenges is that if you were to go all in and say, yeah, we think the 4060 Ti is going to be a beast. NVIDIA will take a whole bunch of chips. Let's go. Let's build these things. Um, the fact that NVIDIA themselves is not going to be sitting on any inventory of it means that you could be basically out there on an island by yourself with no recourse, no way to sell this thing. You know what's really confusing to me, too, is you look at all these modders out there that are just upgrading the VRAM on, on GPUs. Yeah. <laughs> what exactly would prevent board partners from just 
putting $25 worth of VRAM onto a 4060 8 gig. Do you think there's some like uh, agreements there that they can't do something like that? Oh, almost certainly. But I mean, okay, riddle me this. I'm MSI. I'm a Seuss, I'm Gigabyte, or, you know, whoever. I'm someone. I'm someone other than EVGA. Sad. I'm an NVIDIA partner. RIP. I have a 4060 Ti 8 gig, okay? And it's a little bit above MSRP. It's like $439.99, something like that. Sure. Okay? You, the customer, take it and plug it into your system. You're like, yep. This is a 4060 Ti 8 gig. I sure hope this core is overclocked a little bit because I paid more than MSRP for this. And then you go, hold on a second. What's this little switch on the card? Oh, that's funny. It doubles the video memory. Is this is this real? Or is this just fantasy? <laughs> oh, it's real. Oh, wow. What a fantastic bonus. I mean, what? Would anything prevent that? I think so. Because I think there could be agreement saying that you can't change the memory on the board. Yeah, probably. I just hate. I just I just hate the way yeah, that it, NVIDIA it, just controls everything. I was going to say, I think it was last WAN show you were talking about how NVIDIA just loves control. NVIDIA is a control company. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I doubt they're going to just let them be like, oh, we can just, we can just double the RAM. That's fine. It's probably not allowed. Um, Shaf2k says the 16 gig is a completely different board design due to the bus width I don't believe the bus width is any higher I believe it's just um, two DRAM modules per whatever hold on a second 4060 uh, TI 16 gig bus width I could be wrong about that it could be 256 bit but I really don't think so because as far as I can tell that GPU so by GPU I mean the core not the card, uh, only supports a 128-bit memory bus. Yeah, no, it's it's 128-bit. Yeah, they just they just double up the capacity. In fact, you know, well, you know what? It's probably just denser chips because eight gigs is not super high density these days. Because um, I, I was going to say before, maybe they've just doubled up the memory chips, but no, no. What I suspect is that these are just higher density chips, and it is literally the exact same thing. Unbelievable. What if board partners just added a physical slot to add more memory like the olden days? You know what? We actually have a video coming that's very much about that, even though I actually, looking back on it, I think we've done a bad job of the title and thumbnail because it's it's called um, uh, Starting At is the Biggest Lie in Tech, like the starting at price. And what we're what we're pretty much doing is taking a look at how manufacturers have manipulated Starting At to make their systems in particular seem like a much more appealing option than they really are, when the only way to get them up to a reasonable spec that has enough memory and has enough storage is to give the manufacturer an inordinate amount of money. And we do the math on this, and I, I forget I forget the exact numbers, but I think Apple is making something like 12 times the cost in margin on their SSD upgrades. Some of them like just ludicrous, unbelievable profit margins on these things. And, and Dell was like better, but not by much. And we kind of dig into, um, you know, how the how the tightly integrated nature of modern system designs makes this 
far more lucrative and far more possible for these system manufacturers because you no longer have the option of just buying the base model today and then upgrading it down the line. You either have to pay the ransom extortionate price at launch or you just don't have more RAM or in some cases even more storage. Really? You can't even change the storage? However, there's two sides to every story, right? And there is a performance benefit to the way that they're doing things, a, a real one, not an imagined one. And that's actually the, the example that I, or the, the illustration that I use for this is what happened with GPUs. Like, man, this would have been like 25, almost like, like 30 years ago, a long time ago. Uh, it, it, it's a really good point that was brought up in the chat that GPUs actually used to have expandable memory. And this was in the form of like slots and, and little like sockets that you could stick RAM chips into and stuff like that. And the reason that they didn't was because of the bandwidth requirements, because of the performance requirements. Every time you add trace length and every time you add some kind of, of pogo pin or LGA or socketed interface, you are adding uh, signal degradation. And the more signal degradation you have, the slower the speeds you have to run your memory at. And for, for GPUs, then and now, like GPUs can basically never get enough memory bandwidth, which is a big part of why the 4060 series sucks so much, because they're using only a 128-bit bus on what is purportedly a 60-class card. Um, I forget where I was, how I started this sentence. The point is they, they need tons of memory bandwidth. They can never get enough. And so the decision was made that you know, given that there was probably going to be a fairly appropriate amount of memory anyway, and by the time you needed more memory, that GPU would be out of date <clears throat> anyway, the decision was made to basically move forward with GPUs always having soldered memory. And those benefits do extend to modern systems. For example, in DDR5, you ever notice that you can't buy a DDR5 sodium that's faster than like 4,800? Yeah. You can't. But you can buy systems now that have DDR5 running in excess of 7,000 megatransfers per second. ASUS has one where they actually are doing a similar on-package um, memory chip, similar to what Apple's doing with their M-series silicon that runs at like 7,700 megatransfers per second or something like that. And is only able to do that because the traces are like this long. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's a little bit more complicated than manufacturer bad, uh, but also manufacturer yeah, bad, yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. there is no <laughs> similar argument for doing that with storage. <laughs> PCI Express can run over distances like so and beyond. <laughs> um, Moving on. RCD OK no. asks, why aren't CPUs soldered to the motherboards then? Well, in mobile devices, they are, uh, although it's for different reasons. Uh, one of the big reasons is that you are able to reduce the Z height ever so slightly, giving you thinner devices and, perhaps more importantly, more room for cooling mechanisms above the CPU, which in most mobile devices is the main heat-generating component, unless you also happen to have a GPU. Um, as for why they continue to stick with socketed uh, CPUs and motherboards, I mean... It always comes down to cost, doesn't it? <laughs> you, you, just have to, you just have to assume then that the cost benefit 
of being able to have one motherboard design that can have dozens of different CPUs in it is greater than the cost benefit or performance benefit and therefore cost benefit so they can charge more for it the cost benefit of soldering the cpu and then being locked with that inventory that is only sellable as a as a complete package soldering unit. the cpu and the ram would be so boring yeah i mean that's basically the the high performance uh, nooks that yeah. intel was doing that yeah. they ultimately gave up on i don't think enthusiasts want that yeah and i don't know if enthusiasts will ever is a big word but I don't know that enthusiasts will ever want that. It would really, you're really not doing much building the computer <laughs> at that point. I do propose a solution in the video, though. Uh, Manchmal Scott says you can get 5,600 megatransfer DDR5 sodiums. I haven't seen them. Um, and still not as fast that's as still not as fast as the soldered ones. So yeah. it's, the point remains the same, but you are correct. Technically, the very best kind, etc. Um, anyway, I do propose a solution to all of this in the video, but I'm going to make you watch it. So anyway, yeah, because it's a good it's a good video. It's actually a good video. What were we talking about? Right, 4060 Ti. Um, our discussion question is, if NVIDIA is going to put so little effort into making this thing a success, why release it at all? I don't know. It's a really good question. Um, I guess uh, a lot of these things are such a far run out. Yeah, I guess they don't want to pull a film studios. Yeah, and just be like, "Yep, we're done making Scooby Doo sequel, but let's we're actually do you do you know did you hear about that? Yeah, they just didn't release it, right? It is it garbage canned. It. It's not just kind of done. Like it's not just shot like uh, uh, Batgirl, where where it's completely shot but not edited. It is actually finished. <laughs> And the reason that it's finished, so so people were actually working on this film for some period of time after the decision had been made. They were working on this film. They need to get it to a certain point for like a higher tax credit or something? No, it was because their contract was that they would finish it. Oh. So they wouldn't get paid, like like outside outside animators or something like that. I forget the exact details, but basically their contract stipulated that they were to deliver this finished work. So the film was done. It was in the final stages when they made the decision to pull the plug on it. And then it will never see the light of day, even though it is completely done, because it was more beneficial tax-wise to write it off than to release it and have it make almost no money, which is... Oh, apparently the movie got leaked. I was going to say... That's pretty... These are the scenarios where you always just really want someone to leak it. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I, I support that. Man. So that's good. The film industry is in a very... Have you been following that? Only vaguely because I no longer have family members in the film industry, so I... I don't... I mean, it, it matters, but, like, it, it's not... It doesn't directly impact me as much anymore. It know? is in a wild place right now, man. Like, it's... Writer's uh, Strike is... is I think one of the most brutalizing in both directions strike that I've seen of any strike in a long time. Well, that and the actors jumped in with them. So, yeah, so yeah. basically, you cannot jumped, yeah. you cannot produce anything. And I am deeply worried about the situation because I don't think that they have as much leverage as they think they do. They're going on strike at a time when the studios are losing money on major releases. I mean, when's the last time that Disney actually made money on anything? Um, like, even major tentpole productions are not bringing in the kinds of profits that they used to, 
And so, you know, I, I was reading a few weeks ago about how CW basically like pulled out of Vancouver. So that was that was one of the networks that used to shoot a bunch up here in Vancouver and was one of the one of the cornerstones of the local production industry. And they were just like, yeah, we're like basically canceling all of our scripted shows because they're too expensive. Forget it. See you later. Um, so the, so the networks are looking for excuses to cut costs. And then you have a whole bunch of people voluntarily going, OK, you don't have to pay us right now. And then the networks are kind of sitting there going, like, did you see that um, that well, wait, alleged houses or alleged quote about basically starving them out? Um, so something that came out today is that the Screen Actors Guild released guidelines for influencers, yeah, um, for you know how to <laughs> well. I really think they could have done this in a more constructive way um, because you know, frankly, I'm not a member of the Screen Actors Guild. I will never be a member of the Screen Actors Guild. So, like, you actually cannot dictate the terms of engagement to me. And they're... It, they're, was, it was done pretty poorly. Their wording's pretty aggro. It's yeah. Like, if you so much as post a picture of yourself putting on pink shoes to go watch the Barbie premiere, then you are in violation of the picket line... And you're a terrible you will, person. You will be banned from ever joining the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, yeah. It's like, bro, I am not good enough to join the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, and... I will never be an actor. And also, like, are you kidding me? I, you know, this isn't even a paid engagement or whatever. But regardless of their tone and regardless of whether they actually are the boss of me or not, you know, I, 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 fully, I fully support them, even yeah. if I feel like the battle is concerning pretty worrying you know when you're in like total war right and there's that bar in the bottom that's like green and red for the strength of your remaining forces How versus you know the... this i play video games when's the you last time you played total war don't worry about it when was it uh, i don't know like a month ago what yeah i was just goofing around Whoa! Yeah, we pulled out a Total War game for like a video, and I was it like, "Oh, was I for love a video." I love no, no. I was like, I, I love playing Total War, and then like I went home and played some Total War, and I, okay. oh man, lost so bad because I hadn't touched it since Rome, <laughs> Rome one. Yeah, yeah, Total yeah. War. See, Rome, that that Total lines War. up for me. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, anyway, so I have. Oh, I don't make these decisions anymore. I've had a vision that I will have a <laughs> conversation with our. With our new CEO, oh, um, that I think we I think we should to the greatest degree, the greatest extent that we can, at least for you know some reasonable period of time. You know, let's say three months to start, and we'll go from there. Um, you know, we want to be in full support, and that means not only not taking money from any productions. I mean, that one's fairly obvious in terms of crossing the picket line, but we also just won't be promoting them in any way. Uh, even if they aren't putting on pink dresses, unpaid capacity. I mean, you're, you're wearing a pink shirt. Ah. I might be wearing pink underwear. Mm. No, yellow, yellow ah. today. LTTstore.com. Mm. Um, but yeah, we we want to we want to support them to the the greatest degree that that we can. Uh, so we're gonna do our best. And to be clear, this is not because of Barbie movie. This is because next weekend is. Is LTX. LTX. So I was trying to hype it up. Whale land. Yeah, exactly. Whale this land. is the whale land shirt whale from last land. time. Whale. So I'm wearing it because of LTX, not because of Barbie. Just, just, you know, not, not supporting, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 
Uh, have you guys done any promos or sponsorships with any studios in the past? Yeah, we have. Yeah. Actually, not very often. It's kind of surprising. Surprisingly infrequent. Yeah, like the number of happened. video game movies and stuff like that that come out and it doesn't occur to them to go to gaming and tech influencers. I'm just like, we do tried, people even try? We tried doing a, a thing with Hot Am Wheels. Am I a joke to you? And I, I thought Hot Wheels was going to be all over it. And I, I think they were just like, oh, we don't see the crossover. But then they did a thing with Forza. And yes, obviously, Forza's racing, whatever. But I'm like, it's a game on PC that looks great. People like building really nice PCs to play Forza with. Like, wh- how do you guys not see the crossover? There's people that like Hot Wheels that like computers. Come on. Oh, well. Anyways, um, should we move on? Yeah, keep it chill in the chat, guys. Um, you know... Union versus no union is not a black and white issue. No. And if, if you think it is, you're wrong. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. Um, it's nuanced and complicated, and every situation is a little bit different. Um, and this situation is very challenging. That's, uh, that's all I have to say about that. It's time for a couple merch messages. If you guys are wondering, Super Chats. Twitch bits. Those are not the way to interact with the show. The way to interact with the show is with merch messages. All you got to do is head over to lttstore.com, where we actually have a couple pretty exciting things to talk about this week. You head over to lttstore.com, and in the cart, you will see a box with to fill in a merch message when we're live, and it will pop up down here, thanks to Producer Dan. Boop. Or Producer Dan will reply to your message. With his fingers, like the... Oh, my button's not working. I can't show Producer Dan anymore. Oh, oh, no, it's working now. Cool. Okay, or Producer Dan will reply, or he will curate a couple for me and Luke to talk about. Uh, Dan, do you have a couple for us to maybe show how merch messages work? Yeah, sure. Let's see what we've got here. Question for Luke. I recently started a job as a full-stack developer for the government. I'm wondering how you feel about the differences between private versus public and switching between the two. Oh, like private and public sector work? I believe so, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> have have I, you ever I don't, worked I don't for public? Think I have, no, I don't think I have a very satisfactory answer here. Um, I They're both very legitimate lines of work. I think there's a immense amount of red tape to jump through on the uh, public sector side of stuff. That can be an immense amount of red tape on the private sector side of things but too. Exactly. It depends what you're doing. And it also d- the, depends on where you are at in the chain. If you're working in public sector, but you are just, you know, dealing with the tickets, um, maybe there's no red tape for you to jump through. You're just doing what you have to do. So I don't know. I'm sorry. I, re- I really don't have a lot to say. I have no issue. Like if someone applied here and they had public sector experience, I'm just going to kind of count that as the the same as someone who had private sector experience. Like it doesn't it doesn't mean anything different to me personally. It might be particularly interesting depending on where you worked in the public sector and what you were working on, but that's the same for private sector. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that there's some there's some general rules that you can kind of apply. I mean, at least here in Canada is all I can really speak to, but here in Canada, public sector workers tend to get, um, for example, pensions that are very good, stuff like very, that. Yeah. very generous compared to what is typical in the private sector, where as far as corporations are concerned, I'm sorry, you're not working for me anymore. Why am I, why am I giving you any money? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also see people interpreting public sector work as like, you're now on like the track. 
you just stay in public sector forever no. and as long as you don't massively screw up you'll just like have a job no i i don't think it i don't think it's necessarily like that and i don't think you necessarily have to have that attitude about it um i mean oh, i it, think you might have interpreted that in a way that i was not trying to say it or maybe oh. i said it poorly I don't know. But I wasn't saying it as a negative thing. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, I thought you were kind of saying that people just feel like they can check out and just, like, coast Oh, no, forever. not necessarily. Just, like, oh. if you if you just keep pushing, it's, it's like, very high job security, basically. Right. But not that you should necessarily slack off. I know people that have been, I know of people that have been laid off from public sector. It does happen. Yeah, for um, sure. But, like, yeah, good pension, good benefits. Like, it's a it's a good place to be in. But you could get in a better place in private sector. There's going to be a ceiling. Yeah. That. There's there's going to be a ceiling in the public sector. So the, you're, there's no free lunch, right? There's always trade-offs. And like we, uh, we, we were actually trying to recruit someone for an uh, only tangentially related position from the public sector. And when they did the math, it was, you know, it was very, it was very challenging for them. They were kind of going, okay, so right, the wage is higher. But the odds of the government of British Columbia existing in, you know, 40 years when I'm reaching the end of my career is somewhere close to 100%. The odds of Linus Sebastian and Yvonne Ho existing in that time is you know, pretty good, but not as close to 100%. And this is something that they need to factor in along with the, you know, the differences in pay today versus the, you know, the long-term benefit. I think that something people don't necessarily account for is that pensions look a little bit more generous than they actually are in many cases. Uh, this was something that I figured out with, uh, with life insurance a long time ago. There was, some, there was some fancy life insurance product that someone was trying to sell us where basically when it matures, you actually get back everything you paid into it. And I was like, how does the math on that work? It's like, oh, right, because they've been taking because they've been taking my money for 35 or 45 years or whatever. And they're just giving me back. You give you give uh, you give me five bucks now. I'll give you yeah. five bucks in 30 years. Hey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's the math. So when you when you look at, you know, whatever your pension is, uh, the math might look really, really favorable today. But if you were to just take money and squirrel it away now and build yourself a nest egg that is, you know, made up of an investment, say, for example, that pay dividends, uh, then I don't know, how does that pension compare? And pensions aren't as sure a thing as it feels like they used to be. You look well, at the they've way changed, that, so they're, they're not. Yeah, yeah, you look at the way that uh, public pension funds are just getting the crap kicked out of them sometimes, and it's, it's scary, man. I, I read a whole article on how they've... You read a whole article? Yeah. Did a you? Whole article. Gold, I'm a good boy. Gold star. I read a. It's it's on the like the of pensions specifically, right? And how they've just kind of like ruined them over time. They used to be a lot more secure. They used to be a lot more guaranteed, and now they've been just like trashed, um, to the point where retiring is like kind of scary because you just have no idea what's going to happen with your pension. Yeah, especially because like with how long people are living these days, you could be retired for. 35 years assuming you retire at 65 and live to uh 100 which is obviously unusual not common but happens but not unheard of yeah and you do not want to be 98 and totally broke and completely flat broke right yeah. that's a bad time yep 
All right, Dan, want to hit us with another? Yeah, sure thing. Let's see. Um, hi, LLD. Can you talk about the first time or the worst time you have accidentally violated an NDA? Ooh, I think one of the worst ones was with the Pixel, I think it was the Pixel 4a or something like that. Pixel 4a or Pixel 5a. I went up a day early, right? 3a or something. I don't know. I know I was using it early. And I was on WAN show, and I pulled out my phone. I was going to say it's probably on WAN show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's okay, companies. I understand. He does it to me too. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, the, I mean, at least it's been an accident every time. But there's been yeah. there's been at least a handful of times that I have accidentally violated an NDA. I think there was a video that was ac accidentally scheduled one day early or like one hour early or one minute early or something. Yeah, I, don't I mean, what it was. it's one of those things where a common time for NDAs to expire is 6 a.m. Pacific time. And the reason for that is that it's still the previous evening. Is it previous or whatever, whichever way the dateline goes, I can never remember. But it, it's still the, no, the, the following, it's still the following evening um, in like Southeast Asia and China. And then it's still daytime in Europe. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like morning in Europe. No, no, it's afternoon in Europe, morning to like late morning in North America. And it's like still evening in Australia and like China and stuff. And so it's like a, a, an ideal time from a global, you know, sending out emails and publishing videos standpoint. But most people in this company don't get up at six in the morning. So we will sometimes have videos that are just scheduled to go live and nobody's there looking at them. And if they, you know, include some information that they weren't supposed to, or if they go up at five instead of six, cause we clicked the wrong button or whatever. And people try to contact us and we're asleep. Right. So <laughs> sorry, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's not, not really much that we can, we can do about that. I'm just trying to find if there's anyone that has searching my inbox for NDA brings up. Um, <laughs> here's result one to a hundred of many. Yeah. So I was trying to find if um, if anyone you know complained to me about anything, but I, I yeah I don't see anything. Generally speaking, we try to be pretty clean about that stuff because it's a really quick way to not be able to get review samples anymore, breaking embargo or uh, violating a, a non-disclosure agreement and. To be clear, I, I know there's some people that are sort of just like anti any kind of agreement between media and manufacturers, but it's like it just be some. Okay, what what's your what's you your can't get review samples at all if yeah. there isn't any NDAs in place. What's your proposed solution? They have magical fairies that they give the phone or the graphics card to that all depart their headquarters at different times to ensure that you know the you account for the different flight times to all the different places that these devices need to be delivered so that they'll all get it at exactly the same moment you know you want mark rober to design packaging that literally is indestructible until it can be opened at exactly the same time like you got to be realistic right uh, they they do their best to get everything out at kind of the same time ish, and then they have NDAs to ensure that everyone has a similar amount of time to work on their articles or their videos or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I can't find any. That's okay. I'm over it. What were we talking about again? Oh yeah, sure. Let's do a couple more topics. Mm. 
Okay, do you want to talk about your proposed legislation that requires platforms yeah. to snitch on their users? This one is really rough once you start trying to break down like how it would work at all. Uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee has forwarded a piece of legislation, the Cooper Davis Act, that would obligate online communi communication services and social platforms to report users to the DEA the Drug Enforcement Agency, if the platforms suspect them of being involved in criminal drug activity. Okay, the problem with this is that, like, the definition of criminal drug activity oh, yeah. is, I think we could say, outdated at best. Oh, yeah. Yep. The bill does not explicitly require providers... Imbalanced? Imbalanced? Maybe? It, it's just, it's also, especially in the States... Well, like yeah, that's what we're talking about, though. And stuff. Oh, it's all over the like, place. It's so weird. And like in some places, it'll be federal. And I don't understand how this works. So I'm not a. Uh, I don't, I'm not in that area. I don't do those <laughs> things. Um, but in some places, <laughs> it'll be federally illegal. Yeah. But I, or I don't know. I think it's usually the other way around, where it's legal federally but illegal stateside. I think it might be able to be the reverse as well. But I don't know how that works. I I don't know. Um, the bill does not require, this is in quotes, the bill does not require providers to seek out illegal activity by users, end quote. But if, but it creates incentives for companies to, incentives is, is bleh, for companies to surveil their users and does require that once providers are aware of this activity, they must report it or else face steep fines, legal liability, and potential criminal prosecution. Again, in quotes, proponents of the bill say that it would help crack down on illicit drug markets that have been proliferating on social media platforms, end quote. But privacy advocates have criticized the bill as potentially furthering, weakening, and in quotes, already inadequate privacy laws, strongly agree with that, and undermining encryption. Yeah, this is kind of brutal. Like, I'm, I'm looking at it going, you know, if someone, um, okay, I... I'd, Look, I, I don't personally partake, so my ignorance may be pretty ignorant. But, you know, I could see someone using Facebook Marketplace, for example, hypothetically, to, uh, to do some kind of transaction, let's say. Uh, you, know, you know how, okay, for example, you can't buy lawn darts on eBay. Okay. So everyone who wants to sell lawn darts on eBay uh, sells the box for lawn darts. And oh, by the way, if lawn darts happen to be inside it, well, oh, whoops, I had no idea. So, like, I, I could see people, you know, selling pictures of a marijuana leaf on Facebook Marketplace and, like, that's code for... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is a thing. Maybe it's not a thing. I legitimately actually don't know. But then, you know, where's the line for this? If Meta I am knows, selling an unknown brick. Yeah, if Meta, if Meta knows that people are doing this, all of a sudden, or if they suspect it even... All of a sudden, are they are they required to? And especially a platform like Meta, where they're trying to gather any possible information about their users, they they might have to like change what they're doing in order to not um, expect these types of things. <sighs> the harshness of the penalty for failing to report is likely to encourage companies to overreport users for protected free speech, which may result in a chilling effect that prevents users from discussing past addiction, joking, or reaching out for help. The Senate has yet to put the act to a full floor vote. Again, it's not like it's, this is not, it's not through. Some people are super mad that I'm not a pothead. And then others are like, yeah, I knew it. Mad that you're not a pothead? Yeah, I don't know. How well, I'd be, be mad. I, people, people just like, you know, 
having things in common my with people. creator must do what i do well, I, I <laughs> or else i'm angry on the internet I'm, I'm high on life okay <laughs> <laughs> got these ketchup chips dare <laughs> oh man that's great uh but yeah i don't know i hate this thoroughly as as someone who runs platforms this sounds like the worst yeah, it sounds basically, I mean, even if we ignore the overreach, even if we ignore the complete lack of sensibility in narcotics laws in, I mean, really the world, uh, the inconsistency as well, even if we ignore all those issues, how on earth could they possibly hope to enforce this? How can you prove that they they knew that this user was uh how can they prove that the platform suspected a user of being involved in criminal drug activity i wouldn't be surprised looking at the like the wording at least for the penalties involved i wouldn't be surprised if there was some amount of like uh bounties for reporting your company for not reporting things so you could like make a bunch of money for throwing the company that employs you under the bus just go yeah. somewhere else. Because um, I, I, I feel like they've the the only the only sites and services that would really be doing any amount of uh, assessment of users at this level would be really big sites and services that have lots of money and have lots of employees and are probably at a point where they're like the the people coming to work here they don't necessarily care too much about the right. company at that scale so maybe they'll take the payday i don't know it just it just seems kind of whack to me personally yeah bixby in floatplane chat says uh, suspicious activity reports are a thing for banking institutions for example to report suspected money laundering i feel like that's different well it, well no like in terms of how they could how they could um incentivize ah. the employees like what you're talking about okay yeah yeah. yeah. Yep, i could see that yeah. and i mean drugs are one of those things where you will definitely get people with very polarized opinions about it you know you'll have people with the giant marijuana leaf on their t-shirt literally walking down the street holding a bong and then on the other side of it you've got the you know think of the children prudes who are like i there should be no drugs in the world. They should take all the naturally occurring plants that have, you know... Um, Tylenol bad. Isn't that well, the one that's bark or something? I don't remember. One not of to that degree, but like, you know, anything with a psychoactive effect should basically be put in a big fire. Oh, but not close to people in Australia, and we should get rid of all of it, right? Like, so, so you've, got, you've got both sides of this, so I think you're going to have people that are just essentially ready to go to war over this immediately after something like this were to pass. I mean, I, man, I was about to say, I really don't see how this could possibly pass, but like, I don't know, wilder things have happened. You look at, look at the, look at the gong show that was like natural gas stoves or like ranges a little while ago. Like just how, just how quickly people can form ranks Aspirin. and just go after each other. Also, you know, Given the number of recreational drugs these days that are pharmaceutical products, how on, how on earth do you prove that I didn't need that Adderall? I mean, I didn't get it from a pharmacy in this case, so that's <laughs> that's one thing. Well, that's I mean, maybe that, they that's, were closed. That's, a, that's if they're using it as a marketplace. But lots of these places, they're also including just talking about it. 
Right. And I, I, I don't know, but I, I just looking at the things that I hear, like you, you, you hear about a lot of fatalities from fentanyl, for example. That's a big one in Vancouver. Yeah. We hear news about that all the time. Um, but fentanyl is a, is a drug they give in hospitals. Yeah. So like, what if someone is prescribed fentanyl? Well, you wouldn't be prescribed it. Is it only ever administered at hospitals? Yeah, because the the amount of it to be that's fatal lethal is, is like so tiny. It's very trace yeah, tiny. Yeah. yeah. What if you talked about how it had been, how you've had it before? Yeah. But you were just meant in a hospital, and now it's like you're reported even if, to the police. Even if that person doesn't ultimately end up in jail, look at the amount of administrative nonsense that you're creating. What a what a waste oh, of yeah. time when police departments, quite frankly, have enough on their hands. Um, Someone in Flipline chat says you can be prescribed fentanyl for at-home use. My dad had it. No way. That sounds terrifying. Lost Insanity says, hey, so the state of Louisiana finally sent out an email today that those who were affected by the Department of Motor Vehicles hack that occurred, they're providing a year of life lock to anyone that was affected by it, but they finally notified people of it at least. This is something that I've found quite confusing for a long time. So you know how difficult it is to change a social insurance number or for our American friends, a social security number? Um, you know, once you have it assigned to you, you know how impossible it is to change your birth date, for example. Like these these key pieces of information that can aid people in committing identity theft or fraud. Oh. Um, the fact that the only mitigation that is offered are these um, these monitoring services. Like uh, I get LifeLock is one that I haven't heard of before, but I've heard of it before. I find it weird that they grant you a, a temporary amount of time with a private service. Yeah, well, that's, that's really weird to me. That's exactly kind of where I was going with that. So whether it's like TransUnion or LifeLock or or any one of those kinds of organizations, why why is this a thing? Yeah, this feels like one of those things where you look at it and you go. That's got to be lobbying. Oh, yeah. Because the obvious answer is a permanent solution. Yes. And the not obvious answer is one that you pay a subscription to some rando third-party company that has had their own breaches in the past. I don't know if LifeLock has, but TransUnion certainly has. Forever. And I'm sorry, you're giving me one year? So what? If I'm a criminal mastermind, I basically just go... Do 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 do. I'm await 365 days. A do 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 do. This information will all still be valid. Do do do. Come on, are you serious right now? This January fifteenth, twenty twenty three. Thousands of Norton LifeLock customers had their accounts compromised in recent weeks, potentially allowing criminal hackers to access customer password managers. Uh, the company revealed in a recent data breach notice. Cool. No, that's a nice hat. I disagree. Uh, this is from Float Plane Chat. They do know better. I think they do know better. I think it's just the oldest reason in the world. It's money. Money, money. Man, if you want to go down a good rabbit hole, the uh, the fact that um, TurboTax exists oh, at all. Oh, God. No, yeah. okay. You've already done this oh, one then. Oh, yeah. That's such a, that enrages me. That should so not even close to be okay. That's so frustrating. Like I, I, I understand government services and some private services even. You shouldn't just be able to like crush companies from existing all the time and stuff like that. But that same setup should not be allowed to exist to forcibly keep completely useless motions 
in in like completely useless things in motion it's so incredibly frustrating people are mad about the u.s tax system yeah it's not as bad in canada but it's still it's completely still messed up. It's still bad. It's still yeah. ridiculous. American tax is just a complete, utter joke. There's like potentially worse than. There's so much stuff that's so dumb. One of the things that I was just outraged to find out as an adult is that when you buy a secondhand vehicle, you have to pay sales tax on it. And I'm sitting here going, no, you already taxed this. Yeah. That's double dipping. Like, am I, if I, okay, if I, if I... Oh, if you want to go down the double-dipping rabbit hole, there's a lot of that. There's an absurd amount of that. Like, if I deduct uh. something this year, do I get to deduct it again next year because I gifted it to my wife? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you guys just trade it back and forth. <laughs> oh, I'm sure people do that. It's, it's such a joke, man. Oh... I don't know. It's very, very, very frustrating. The whole, like, we know exactly how much you owe, but you need to tell us. And if you're wrong, you're screwed. It's yeah. Like, what? Why? Yeah. Like, did, just... did, do you know how it works for corporate tax here? Not as much. Okay. So, uh, you know how with personal taxes, you um, you have them deducted by your employer yeah. on your paycheck automatically, right? Um, or Or you cannot. Right. Like you can you can go that option if you want. I don't think that's something that we offer just because offering both sounds like a paperwork nightmare. Um, no offense to everyone, but people do not manage their finances very well. So if people got their whole paycheck uh, every time, then in when April rolled around, they would not have. Honestly, that is very wise. And I support this the, like 25 to you know 30 plus percentage of their annual income that they would owe in taxes at that time. So anyway, the way personal taxes work, they're due in April in tax season and you pay them at that time. And the way corporate taxes work is based on your last year. You will pay installments every month based on the last year. And if it turns out you were wrong and you actually owe more, then you owe interest for not like estimating it correctly. So instead of it just like having a due date at the end of the year, you need to be paying it continuously or you basically get boned. It's absolutely ridiculous. Oh my God. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm pretty sure they don't pay you interest if you overpay on it either. But don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. I'd be surprised, yeah. I'd be, I'd be very surprised. I had no idea, but someone said we don't do taxes in the UK. It's done by the government. That, that is how that should work. Whiskey Tank They're says doing it anyways. employees should be able to decide what happens with their money. No. No, you're actually just wrong. Yeah. Um, because they don't get to anyway. They owe it in taxes. Yeah. Um, it's just that we don't want people to suddenly go bankrupt. Yeah. That's really bad. It's like actually extremely chaotic. Yeah, not not having those taxes on hand, uh, not having those tax payments on hand in April would be potentially devastating to the lives of someone who didn't manage their money correctly. And most Which people Which is very common. Yeah, most people are not able to just look at like $10,000 in their bank account and go, "Okay, no, I I should I should actually hold on to that." Um and like like Luke said, the um, the additional paperwork of handling it both ways would be extremely complicated. That alone is like, that makes it kind of not worth it, in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> um, where are we at? What are we doing? 
we're talking about proposed legislation for platform snitching. Yeah. Is that it? We got to do one more? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's talk about something else. Do you want to do build of the month? Yeah. This why not? This is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we requested submissions for custom water cooling loops and we got some pretty amazing ones. Dan, do you have these or do I show them or like, how does this work? I, I have no idea. I guess you show them. <laughs> I was hoping we would have them in a in a different way of showing them. Um, this is your, the doc for you, not me. I mean, I guess. How do ad spots work, Dan? I am uh, made aware of them before the show. Yeah. So we thought this might be as well. Oh, cool. Well, nope. at any rate, this uh, is pretty sick. Luke, do you yeah. want to talk through them and I'll show them? Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Dan, I, help. I fix. I fix. Yeah, you can just get rid of us for now. This looks I think that's harder. flippin' amazing. Simple but elegant. Also, are those LTT edition fans? Ooh, it's hard to tell with the red lighting. I can't tell. You know what? No, I think they're Chromaxes. I think they're Chromaxes. I think they came later. But that would have been pretty sick. This is from at Redneck Engineer. It's a 7950X, 7900XTX, and all EK water block cooling components because that's how you redneck engineer no no i showed you guys how to redneck engineer a water cooling system earlier this week that is how you actually redneck engineer water cooling this uh is the first ever custom loop with 3d printed chassis yeah i was gonna say that case looks 3d printed but it actually looks really cool 3d printed chassis looks sick uh by dan oh i feel like i've read this name out before but i can't, don't remember how Besser. to pronounce it sun sundfist that's very wrong sundfist that sounds more right i'm certain i've tried to say that before um or at the uh mostly used alpha cool parts those are really cool fans agreed i uh, i really like are those, are those the are those those lee and lee ones uh you don't know and it's okay no all right. I am actually really digging this open concept from Jan K. Yeah. I like I like that it's not just a flat board. It's a flat board, but with angles. With angles. It's an angled board. It's a but parallelogram. It's not, just, it's not just turned, though. It Cause, isn't? Because the, the sides are... Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a par parallelogram. Yeah. Both sides parallel. Yeah, very cool. Looks yeah, kinda... sick. Yeah, Kind of love it. I, I enjoy board-mounted PCs, but they often look junky and cheap. This one does not look junky and cheap. It looks great. The backlighting helps a lot. That looks cheap, but it doesn't look junky. Yeah. 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 These holes. Well, it doesn't I look can, that. Two I, dual rads and stuff. Like, the, the board itself doesn't exactly look necessarily expensive. It looks like a project board from Home Depot, but... Yeah. Um, but it's done nice. Yeah, yeah, but the, the system build is really nice. I can also tell that um, some adjustments were made to get the uh, the fan <laughs> connectors through the holes. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there, Jan. <laughs> I feel you. I appreciate you. it. I appreciate the shown work. Uh, uh, we've got two more. One. Wow. Three more. That is awesome. Unreal. Old school from back in the Threadripper days by uh, at XXBoostyXX. And this is an honorable mention from DIY Perks. This appears to be something from an upcoming video. I am a DIY, DIY Perks fanboy. And, uh, Me too. Th this, this, is, this is part of why. 
I tried to get him to come to LTX, but it's just too far. It's quite far. Yeah. Uh, someday, someday. I'd love to get you out here, man, but yeah. uh, we weren't able to make it work this time. Yeah. Of course, the main reason that we built all of this up for you guys and got you all, you know, whoa, look at these great builds. Is because was for of contrast. the best one. The best one. Dishonorable mention. This avant-garde use of garden pond pump by at uh, Spear83 uh, is, is just just beautiful apparently they did a reverse image search to confirm that it's not a common a common meme image and it, it is fresh this this is it it's like looking at your grandfather <laughs> it's like bathing your grandfather <laughs> <laughs> all right absolutely love it um all right. Do you want to do? Do you want to do? Globo comes to World of Warcraft, or should we save that for after whatever the next thing uh, Mr. Besser wants us to? Do? I, I love. I, th I think we can do this in ten minutes. I love Glorbo comes. No, to World I want to do sponsors first. Okay, let's get let's get the sponsors done. Thanks the to Moose End for sponsoring today's show. Moose End is an email marketing platform that provides business owners with a suite of tools to improve customer relationships through personalized outreach. Send professional-looking emails and craft visually stunning landing pages with Moosend's campaign editor. And you can check how your campaigns are doing with a variety of analytical tools. Are you tired of manually typing out responses? Avoid the carpal tunnel with Moosend's pre-made automation templates. Or create your own with their flexible drag-and-drop builder. Moosend also offers integrations with popular e-commerce platforms, allowing businesses to streamline all marketing efforts. Get a move on. Go to lmg.gg moo and try Moosend free for 30 days. Thanks to Samsung for sponsoring today's show. Samsung's Galaxy Unpacked event is right around the corner, and they're sure to reveal some of the latest and greatest in on-the-go tech. Right now, you can reserve the next generation of Galaxy phones, tablets, and watches, all with no deposit required. Even better, act now and you can get a $50 credit. Be sure to check out Samsung's Galaxy Unpacked event on July 26th and head over to lmg.gg slash galaxyunpacked to reserve your new device today. Thanks to Circuit Specialist for sponsoring today's show. Are you looking for electronic components and equipment? Whether you're working on a personal project or a professional venture, Circuit Specialist has the tools and supplies to help you succeed. They offer a wide range of offerings, including resistors, capacitors, soldering stations, oscilloscopes, and more. Leveraging their technology and sourcing expertise, they aim to provide their customers with tools and parts that may otherwise be unavailable to them or too expensive. Their commitment to quality ensures you receive reliable and high-performance products suited for your needs. Let Circuit Specialist help you upgrade your electronics toolkit check them out at lmg.gg slash circuit specialists nope i want to do yes i want to do something we're going to get to the merch messages we're going to get to glorbo first i got to talk about merch not messages that's hey. right live unboxing luke are you ready yes okay because you're doing it and dan's oh. going to be on the camera oh boy I love and you guys are going to you guys are going to somehow before. surprise me and be half competent at this for a change you, you, keep, you keep giving us stuff we've never seen before. Well, no, I just mean don't... You got Dan moving the camera all over the place. I remember. And then you've got so Luke my, my moving his hands all over the place. move it out of the camera No, frame. that is not your job. <laughs> your job is to hold it still. And Dan, your job is to not chase it too much. I mean, chase it a little. Dan. Dan. Dang it, Dan. What's happening? He's turning off face detection. The camera no longer knows where Luke's beautiful face is. Oh my god. <laughs> you guys are both killing me. What, what, what okay. am I doing? Okay, we're good. 
This? Then, oh my god. That? Is that what I'm doing? Stop it. <laughs> okay, you guys can't do that. You're gonna give people motion sickness. Okay. Okay, Dan, you have to move to the right. You gotta move to the right. You want it centered? Yes, I want it centered in the frame. Don't forget there's a lower third. That's what I'm setting up. Oh my god. No time. I just got signed out of my Google account. <laughs> Technically, this is the best time for that to happen. I don't even have the dog. Um, oh man, I think I remember, I think I remember this password. Oh, okay, alright, I think I'm back in the dark. Anyway, we are finally launching it. The LTT Stubby Screwdriver! And I've got all the dates and everything. It is going to be available at LTX. We'll have all, oh. we have all four launch versions to show here on the WAN show. Um, they're going to be in limited quantities at LTX. And the online launch is coming August 17th. Luke, do you want to start unboxing it? Sure. You can sign up for a launch notification at lmg.gg slash stubby. Are you not going to comment on Sarah's packaging or anything? It looks very nice. I do also believe there would be a cardboard box of bits here. Mm -hmm. Six bits. Six bits. So it comes with six bits. It's the six-bit driver. It looks very, very uh, reminiscent of the full-size screwdriver, uh, which makes sense. Yeah, it's the same box. Yeah. Well, but, no, it's smaller. But smaller. It's not the same box. Yeah, it's a smaller box. But it is the same ratchet, correct? Yes. Exactly the same ratchet. Same high-quality knurling. New tooling for the, the shorter handle, obviously. And we had to do some work to get the same uh, pop-up bit storage mechanism on the much, much smaller driver. Oh, I guess I asked you to do the unboxing. Um, go ahead, you can talk. Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, oh, this, okay. this feels about the same, but it's half, which mm -hmm. makes sense. So there's six instead of 12, uh, but it, it still pops in and pops out. This will, right now it's like taking a little bit, but these work in slightly over time. So they as do. you use it, it'll be it'll be a little bit less stiff. The selector, I think is identical. Is it, it even the same size? It is the same. And is, that's because the ratchet is identical, I'm assuming. So it, it goes around it. And I've sense. got something really exciting to show the people. Do you notice anything different about the one that I am handing you now? <gasps> no way. <laughs> Okay, so there's a black shaft one. <laughs> so for the people that uh, wanted to get the black shaft one of the of the full sized, you will now be able to get a stubby in the same uh, shaft color as the main full size screwdriver that you had. I had no idea we were doing this actually. Or if you happen, yeah, if you already have the black shaft full sized one and you like the patina then you can have more patina, this time smaller patina. Uh, so there's a total of four SKUs available. Oh! Black Everything and, is fine. Yeah, black and orange plastics with a silver shaft, um, black and black plastics with a silver shaft, and then black and orange with a black shaft <laughs> and all black. Blackout edition with the black shaft and all black plastics. Oh my goodness. And these? Uh, <gasps> that's okay, I'm back to the wide cam. And yes, yeah, they do. They do stand up. That would have, my goodness, been a lot easier. There you go. <laughs> really, really excited to finally launch this. Um, you know, guys, I know it seems like a simple thing. Like what? Like you just? Oh, whoops! That, not that. Oh, great. Uh, my, oh, that. Very good. Oh, oh, oh I got geez. this. It seems like a simple what, thing. Have you never right? done this before? Like it's the same screwdriver but smaller, right? But that's a lot smaller. But if you want it to be right, <laughs> yeah. dang it, you have to. It takes a lot of work, okay? You gotta make sure that, you know, when you change the handle, it doesn't change the tolerances somewhere else. You gotta make sure that 
Uh, you, we, man, we went back and forth a lot on whether it should have knurling at all. Because if you notice, like one handing the knurling, it's it's. You can do it, but it's it's cramped for sure. Yeah, compared to the full size. But then we're looking at it going. Everything is going to be cramped compared to the full size on this one. That's kind of the whole point. I like the knurling because, like, if I I can technically get there. Yeah. And uh, if if there was a bit in there as well, yep. it would give it slightly more. Yep. So it would it would work. Yeah, it's 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 nice it's nice to have. I prefer it. Um, I I advocated for having the knurling on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we know that it's not the shortest stubby screwdriver in the market, but we just were not in a position where we were going to be able to re-engineer the ratchet and make it significantly smaller. So knowing no, I, that, I think keeping the same ratchet was was worth the size. Sure. I, I think so too. I also think six bits is going to accomplish a lot of what people are looking to do. Yeah, given how many people say that the Robertson bits that we include with the main screwdriver are useless anyway, that's already three of the 12. Yeah. Then again, people can build their own kits mm -hmm. and they can have their own bit sets or whatever with the full-size screwdriver anyway. And so some people will build out like Torx or uh, Imperial Hacks or Metric Hacks or whatever the case may be. Yeah, um, yeah like you might want to customize the, the loadout, but I, I think with six... Especially with something like this, feels a little bit more specialized. Oh yeah, well, I think the bits are listed on the back of the box there. So yeah, the included ones are Phillips Zero, Phillips One, Phillips Two, uh, Slot Four, Slot Six, and our classic magnet bit. Yeah, and that's gonna get a lot of what you're gonna try to do. Yeah, with it's a this pretty done. pretty sensible pretty sensible one. So just head to lmg.gg/stubby and you will get a launch notification. Um, it's not gonna be cheap because guys, the only difference in cost for us is six fewer bits, which is not that much of the cost of a screwdriver, and a few cents less of plastic, and a, slightly... and a few cents less of metal. Yeah. So it's not going to be... The same ratchet is in there. <laughs> the same high-end tooling from ITD it was paid for. Yeah. Less of it because we didn't have to reshoot the, you know, the end cap and the selector ring and all that kind of stuff, but we did have to we did have to redesign for the new handle, so that was expensive. <laughs> Got to pay for it somehow, but I'm yeah, I'm very very excited. Uh yes, the bits are identical to the standard screwdriver, so they are the same shorty bits as we call them. Uh in other news, also happening at LTX is LTX. So for the merch, online oh. orders will be available until Friday, July 28th at 3 p.m. So if you are not a Floatplane $10 tier member yet, uh, now is the time to become one if you want to order any of the LTX exclusive merch. There's no link in the dock, but hopefully I can find that for you guys extremely quickly here so you can see if any of that appeals to you. You will also be entitled, if you are at the $10 tier, to a digital pass, which gets you access to um, basically a whole bunch of exclusive behind-the-scenes content that our social team is going to be producing while we are at the show. Uh, let me just see. I do not, I do not know how to find the merch. <laughs> is it through buy tickets ah yes here we go all right cool so here's ltx 2023 exclusive dang you gotta it. log in dang it dang it dang it dang it well okay fine we've got these cool desk pads <laughs> vancouver dinosaur and i think this is called here. like zero gravity or something like what that a professional. if you want to do some browser typing go to lttstore.com slash collections slash ltx dash exclusive 
I think it's nice. There we go. Designer series desk pads uh, available in these three super cool styles. We've also got the tie dye LTX shirt. Look at Riley. Thanks for modeling for us, Riley. Love, love to, love to see it. Uh, same thing in a hoodie. Man, this hoodie looks so cool. Enamel pin, whale plushie, yep. whale keychain, passport, and LTX 2023 flag. All right. I think I just have one last, one last thing to chuck in here. Oh, yes, we have a backpack update. We have removed the stands on its own messaging from our marketing on the page because we've seen a lot of feedback from buyers that this feature really depends on how you load the bag. Um, so, for example, if you have a bunch of stuff in the front and only a little in the back, then it's not going to hold that form and it's not going to stand. Um, there's no changes to the product, but we've removed that messaging based on feedback from buyers and we just want to be transparent about all of that. All right, want to hit us with some merch messages, Dan? Yeah, sure. I got quite a few here. Um, let's see. Hello, LLD. Will the LTT screwdriver be available to use bits from iFixit? Will the oh, sorry, oh, that I um, I spaced for a second there. Will the LTT screwdriver be able to use bits from iFixit? Well, they're a standard quarter-inch hex, so they will use any standard quarter-inch hex anything. But I actually told a big fat lie a second ago when I said that I had no more merch updates because this is the reason you actually saw me driving the opposite direction when you were on your way to the studio to start the WAN show, Mr. Luke. Luke does not care. I'm busy doing work. Okay. We're both busy doing work. Yeah, well, complain to my boss. All three of us are busy doing work. Believe it or not, this is work. Oh, sorry. I was watching YouTube. What, what can... What can I oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, sorry. What's going on? You're showing me the thing that you wouldn't show me earlier? Yeah, I'm showing you the thing. Dan, you might need to uh, man the camera again. Oh, boy. Inside this iFixit ProTech 64-bit toolkit is something very special. Okay. Oh man, you guys are you guys are hilarious. I love it. We're gonna do it right above all of the stubbies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do it. Which they can't see because the lower third, but that's okay. What? Okay, that's cool. Okay, so there's a couple. Of, really, they they put tape on it. Okay, you can put down the Linus. Thing in, you can put down tape in the the thing in your left hand, and you can remove the tape. That's your right hand. Good gravy. I thought you said there's a couple things though, so I was looking for the other thing. No, 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 it's this. So, we are have been working for some time on a precision driver, and there are a couple of things that are special about this particular precision driver. One of them, Luke has figured out That's extremely quickly here. I enjoy that. Um, it will feature. Uh, yeah, you could do that. Sure. Uh, it might not spin as well anymore, but the point is, the plan right now is for it to have a hybrid ceramic bearing in the top. Uh, we're also working potentially on a weighted top so that it will double as a fidget toy. Right now, that one is improperly balanced and installed by hand. So my expectation, my expectation is that the final one will actually run for a fair bit longer than that. Also, there's a fun little surprise if you just pull on your fidget toy. Oh, cool. In-handle wow. bit storage. Wow. 
I did not expect that at all. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And handle bit storage so, in the same way. So three bits, I think. It's one of those things where it's not strictly speaking necessary because you're probably going to have your kit nearby anyway. Right. But personally, I find okay. I can go back to the wide now. I find that when I'm working on a project, the odds are pretty good that I'm there's going to be a few bits that I'm going to use a lot. And the rest of it, I, I can probably just put aside. And so this is somewhere for people like me to put them so they don't get lost while I'm working on a project and so that I don't have to have the whole bit set next to me. Um, so I made the mistake of, with one of the earlier prototypes, putting my three most commonly used bits in the handle, and I can see they're missing from my kit now uh, because I, the, the Creator Warehouse team swapped out my earlier prototype <laughs> with this one. But what do you think of the finish? Yeah, it feels very nice. It feels very premium. Um, the the top is extremely <laughs> distracting. <laughs> um, I was I was very I tried to like turn it normally and it just like free spun and I was like whoa yeah um, but because I was trying to see like can I rotate it because it has a function as well right yeah like of yeah course. it's a fun little fidget toy but also you palm the screwdriver or put it somewhere in in your hand and then you can spin it freely from here which is the, the nice part of this type of thing. Or you can spin it like that, etc. It makes it very, very easy to turn in the hand. Um, so is this a standalone thing? Um, we're not 100% sure yet. Right now, it's a thing we're working on making as good as we can. And we're going to figure out what pricing looks like. We're going to figure out you know, what exactly the function is. Um, you know, Right now, I'd be, I'd be pretty stoked if we just you know, could deliver a, a premium driver that if people wanted to upgrade their iFixit kit, like I've had a lot of people ask, like now that you guys make tools, you know, where's your relationship with iFixit at? And I'm like, fine, I think. I mean, it's kind of up to them at this point, but like, I don't see any reason for people to stop buying iFixit tools just because we have tools and I don't think this is a direct competitor for their tools either. Would you provide the three bits that you most use along with this? No, probably not, because when it comes to precision drivers, the three bits you most use is going to be, you know, whatever, right? So I think our expectation is that either we will create a bit kit and then you can use it along with, you know, all your zillion other iFixit things that exist or their replacement parts and guides and, you know, whatever else, uh, or we'll do just the driver and we'll intend it as like a premium upgrade for your existing iFixit kit or, or any other kit that uses this uh, same, I forget the exact, I forget the size of, of these bits, like something, uh, what, are, what are they, like eighth inch or four millimeter, I don't, I don't even know what they are, but anything else that uses these same size bits would also be compatible, so yeah, mine just... I have it just sitting in my iFixit kit, ready to ready to go at a moment's notice. That's sick. Yeah, very, very excited. Got so much in the works right now. No, it's not an official iFixit collab. It's just an LTT product. Very cool. <clears throat> All right. Sorry, Dan. Hit me with a merch message. Sure thing. Hello, Luke. Given that the Expo Hall closes at 6, do you think Linus will actually be on time for the WAN show? And will, be, will we be able to submit merch messages at the store booth at LTX during WAN? We talked about that. The answer is no. Well, okay, sorry. The answer is yes, we will be on time. Um, but as for whether people can submit merch messages in person... The answer is no. Uh, Nick actually proposed it to me. He proposed a method by which we could do it where people would write them down. 
There's another way to do it too. Um, the answer is still no. I, I just, I don't think the logistics make sense and there's going to be so many, there will literally be thousands if the merch sales are anything like the previous LTX. And so you're just going to have people tiring out their wrists for essentially nothing because we're going to get to a small fraction of them. And it also means that like, if your wrists get tired from that, like, well, maybe go to physio. Don't forget about the other people whose wrists might get tired if they have to deal with that many merch messages. So there, it's just for practical reasons. I just don't think it makes any sense. Mm. All right. Hit me again. Sure. About a year ago, my brother asked if you would ever make a deodorant. He has not stopped asking me to ask you again. Have you had a change of heart? No. Um, the reason that I haven't is that when it comes to anything to do with um, ingesting something or smearing it all over your skin and potential allergies and liability and uh, Mr. Beast, this is this is this is hilarious to me. Uh, maybe it's not hilarious to him but he actually went on the record recently um hold on i'm just gonna make sure that this is actually true not just something i heard um, good idea da, da, someone da, in full plane chat da, though da, da. uh i don't know how to say chirpage <laughs> sorry i k c h e r p j chirpage okay uh, it says legal minefields and yeah agreed um Oh, okay. June 17th, Mr. Beast announced the end of Mr. Beast Burger. Uh, so there you go. Uh, what I had actually heard before that is, um, is that he would close it down if he could or something along those lines. And um, I told you so. <laughs> like, and, and it's funny because his, his tweet about it is almost word for word exactly what i said you can't guarantee the quality of the order and when you're working with other restaurants it's impossible to control whereas uh you know he's finding feastables much more manageable which is which is great um and just the the liability of uh, of a thing people eat that you have no direct control over the quality of is just uh, is just terrifying to me and even if it is something prepackaged. Uh, whether it's a Feastables or a deodorant. I'm not saying never. Um, anything is possible in the future. I just... gives me the heebie-jeebies, man. Like, I, I saw Beast Burger, and I just went, that's wild. Good luck. You know, I hope... I hope... I really hope, actually, that it's a huge success, and you make lots of money, and people get a lot of delicious food, and, and all of this goes well. But I just... It's not something that I'm, I'm exploring. It's not something yeah. I plan to explore. That's J- kind of what we Jayden talked said about. Jaden said in Flow Point Chat, uh, but Eddie Burback has a actually very, very good video on these ghost restaurants that do stuff like, you know, Beast Burger or whatever else. Yeah. They make a bunch, like there'll be one restaurant that isn't actually a restaurant. It's a warehouse somewhere that no one can actually go to. Yeah. And they just create food for these various customers, which are not like you it's some brand that wants to have their name out there and they'll have options that are like hot wings and they make the exact same hot wings for like 27 different restaurants if you're ordering through an app on your phone um so they're like is no difference in a lot of cases unless you're ordering from established restaurants that have storefronts right there's a bunch of them around here actually yeah one of the ways to figure it out is google maps the address Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if we ever did a food establishment, I think I've talked to you about this before. I would want there to be some kind of like really fun gimmick. Uh, oh, I remember, yeah. I remember pitching. We had a one, bunch of different ideas. Yeah, I, I pitched one to you a long time ago, where the idea was that everything was like really messy to eat, and it was supposed to be like a like a great place to go for a first date, date night. Yeah, um, just to be an icebreaker. So that everyone is going to be awkward and there's kind of like nothing you can do about it. So like the sandwiches are all definitely too tall to like fit, uh, in, the, to fit in your mouth. Like don't give you a knife so you can't cut it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the spaghetti, the spaghetti bowl is literally one long noodle. <laughs> and you have a spoon. And you have a spoon. <laughs> you know, like, like intentionally going hard mode, just... You we know, just discussed too, like loot box. Get some laughs. Yeah, we did. We talked like about you, that. As you well. have to order like you order like a veggie and a protein, and what comes out is just what comes out. And we try to bring out like really random weird stuff for fun. Yeah, I think something like that would be really fun. But the the only way that I would do something like that would be if I had direct oversight. And you know, I look at how hard it is to control the quality of a video. <laughs> like. And the the risk associated with delivering, you know, a video that has some deficiency that I'm not happy with. And then I look at food and I'm like, yeah, man, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> kind of terrifying. That's pretty, that's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. I think I just, uh, I think I just won't do that. But, you know, anyway, you know what? The thing about Jimmy is that you can't deny his passion. He's, he's excited. He, he wants to build things. He wants to try things. Um, and I think a lot of people forget that he is really young we talked about this when um when we did that topic like a few months ago it was like mr beast for president or something like that um you know, he's really young i think his heart's in the right place i don't think he yeah. did any of this with the intention of screwing anyone over or anything like that when, um, well, when he first started beast burger people were asking for companies like his to show up to save restaurants yep so like, it, and, and then it shifted, that whole conversation shifted to like, oh, now you're killing restaurants because there's like too many of these ghost restaurant things and it's reducing orders from, from normal legitimized restaurants and like all this, like, it, yeah, just because the conversation changed doesn't mean that it was one thing at one time. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of support for Beast Burger when it first popped up. And I got people saying he's got too much money and doesn't know what to do with it. No, he doesn't. I think he knows what to do with it. Yeah, he knows exactly what to do with it. Build his business, and it's not too much. I don't think someone like that could have too much. Uh, like, obviously, like, to, to eventually, yes. But right now, no. I, I actually believe that he is dumping most of what he brings in right back into the business to make uh, the most compelling content that uh, appeals to his audience. All right. Uh, oh, another merch message. Sure. Last one for you guys. You hinted at getting an x-ray machine for labs. I repair them and take images of my tools for testing, but I wish I could bring my camera or a printer in. What uh, would you want to get imaged first? Oh, wow. What would I image in an x-ray machine? I mean, I think we'd have to do something totally self-serving like the screwdriver. Like here, oh, sorry. Like to, to, to send out a you know promoted tweet or something like that. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah. I, I want to jump back temporarily to the previous topic. That Eddie uh, Burback video, it, he went into a lot of things that were really interesting and something that you were just talking about with food quality and being uh, unable to ensure it. One of the problems with the ubiquitousness of all these crazy ghost restaurants going all over the place is that like food and drug associations 
are having a really hard time doing investigations for food quality for restaurants when they can't even figure out what the address for these places are. Uh, because a lot of times the, the address listed isn't even correct. So you would have to be like a delivery driver to get the actual proper address to know where to pick it up. Uh, and, and that makes it really, really hard for these places to go do food inspection and they can't even find the damn restaurant. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of a big deal. I haven't watched it in a while, but it's a great video. You should check it out. What would, what, what would your choice of food product for us be? I already know my answer, so if you need some time, I can do mine. Do yours. I have no idea. I would like to make the tastiest, crunchiest, perfectest breakfast cereal. Oh, that's pretty good. That yeah. one, yeah. That I was not on that track, but that's pretty good. It would. That it, lines up with what I wanted because I was going to say something. It, it should be something that isn't like fresh, so we could sell it through LTD store yeah. effectively and ship it. The problem is that breakfast cereal is like bulky. Like, who's going to buy breakfast cereal online? That's, like, stupid. That's totally a whole... They literally sponsor us. Yeah. Well, I don't know, like, twice. Are oh, they okay. still around? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. It's a very... It's a challenging business. So the one that I know of has been yeah. around for quite a while. Okay. When you're up against, mm. you know, a $4 box of, you know, Lucky Charms or whatever in I the grocery store... it's a store, lot more than that. It's a lot more than that now, actually. Well, hold on a second. Grocery Canadian, yes. In general. It's like seven Canadian dollars now, but in the U.S., I bet it's still cheap. I always just assume things cost nothing in the U.S., and that has changed a lot over the last few years, so sometimes my assumptions can end up a little bit out of whack. Lucky Charms cereal. Okay, here we go. It also depends on the size. Yeah, you can get Lucky Charms for like five bucks. Yeah, but that's how much? How many grams? That's family size. Oh, okay. It's America. Luke. I looked up. For, oh, yeah, America. Here's, okay, here's yeah. a ten and a half ounce for four dollars. Yeah, I am. You can, I am not. You can get. I am not Bill yeah, Gates that's thinking USD. bananas are seven dollars. I, I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking about Canadian. I win. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> you can get. You can get a box of Lucky Charms in Canada for five bucks, but it's three hundred grams. Yeah, that's so. Nothing. That's one bowl for Linus. Yeah. Yeah. No, the big no, no, that's not that how I do that anymore. No, nope. really? now that's like four bowls that I pour in little All tiny portions so that I can eat it as crunchily as possible. Okay, so the strat has improved with the volumes the same at the end. Yeah. I, I do enjoy the strat. I yeah. will give you that. Yeah, probably the worst cereal for me is honeycomb. Have you ever eaten a bowl of honeycomb? It, it just like immediately sogs, doesn't it's, it? No, well, it's not that. No, no, it's fine because I just pour like a like a tiny quarter of a bowl and eat it. I just mean the sheer volume of it that you can eat oh, in one sitting. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's basically it's like air. air. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what can you eat For more sure. of? Honeycomb or like lettuce? You know, like just, I don't know, celery. <laughs> I, I could actually. I, like I probably couldn't consume celery fast enough for my body to process it. Yeah. Or for my body to to fall behind in processing it, like it would be wild. I could just sit on the toilet and eat celery for the rest of my life, yeah. in one end, out the other. There's a visual for you. <laughs> Still green. And if they could like genetically engineer a long enough celery, you could just stuff it all the way through. <laughs> and Tori asks, oh, the big goodness. question is cereal or milk first? No, it isn't. That is not a question. Okay, when you're doing these four bowls... You Cereal do you, is food. Do you drink the milk? You decide how much food you eat, and then you put the appropriate accompanying amount of milk. 
are you drinking the milk between every bowl? No, I don't have to because I absolutely nail the amount of milk every time. <laughs> this man is a god. <laughs> Get absolutely <laughs> f***ing wrecked. Comment. Oh. That's such a line it's coming. I'm in awe of him. Man. You also man. have to monitor. You, you have to balance as you go. If you can tell, oh, man, I took a really... That one bite at the beginning was like loaded with Honey Nut Cheerios. It's amazing how many Honey Nut Cheerios you can fit on one spoon, right? Like, man, oh, that early bite. Okay, I get like two Cheerios on bit, this thing of bit milk. More milky. I yeah. get like three Cheerios on this one. Okay, we got this. Okay, more Cheerios. Let's go. <laughs> Cereal strategy. Anyway, what would be your Very food good. item? I'm I'm really struggling with this because yeah, that's like putting dressing in a bowl and then like adding lettuce to it. It's freaking stupid. That's the best comparison I've ever. That's the best argument to that. That's ever. from Conrad in the float plane chat. That is pretty so good. good. That is good. Like you would actually <laughs> never be beta enough to do that. Crouton croutons or ranch first. You put you put the dressing, then you put the croutons, then you finally put the greens. <laughs> It's all the croutons are saying, soggy, before, before, before you get to eat. It's just the worst, the worst possible way. You're just scooping up ranch from the bottom of the plate. It's oh terrible. It's like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put some actual cheese in a skillet, and I'm just gonna melt it, and then I'll like put bread on it after grilled cheese sandwich. Cause I'm an idiot. <laughs> It, sort of in a way, some places do that because they'll take a cheese wheel, cut it in half, grill the flat side, and then shrink onto bread. No. That is a thing that happens. No, no. I think they also cook the bread, though, to be fair. That's good. I don't know. I can't really think of anything. Because, like, what, what are you just going to, like, what, how many non-perishable things? I would have thought you would do, like, a, uh, like a, like a really good protein bar or something like that. I was thinking, okay, so someone in the chat said protein powder, and I was like, no. I was kind of thinking, like, some form of snack bar that isn't trash for you, because I very recently looked at what's in Cliff Bars and was highly disappointed. I'm sorry, Cliff. Um, but, yeah, sorry, Cliff. Yeah. And Joe. <laughs> and Sammy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like that's, like, that's such a saturated market. That has to have already been done. But I don't know. If, if we get in this hypothetical scenario, if we could sure. make one that I mean, was cereal's better. cereal's been done. Yeah. Chocolate bars have been done. Yeah, fair enough. I definitely don't want to do a chocolate bar. But yeah, if we could do like a protein bar that tasted good and wasn't trash for you and like had good macros, that'd be cool. I'd be willing to do a chocolate bar, but it would have to be like absolutely f***ing incredible. Um, and I just don't want to put in the work to do that. Uh, like I, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who, if there's chocolate in the house, if it's not Lindor, I'm just not going to eat it. Yeah, yeah. Bad chocolate is like it's, actually just not worth it it's at all. Not calorie worthy. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you chose Lindor. Do you? Why do you think? Is it the taste or the texture? It's the texture. I'm a texture person. I was going to say, I prefer Lindor because of the texture by yep. like a massive amount. And I always put them in the freezer first. I won't even eat them warm. Very good. Yeah. Very good. So good. Because then you can heard, suck on them for longer. I, I've been... <laughs> yeah, I, I know Lindor is kind of trash. Like high end... Yeah. It's high end trash, but I'm not willing to spend the kind of money that like yeah. real good chocolate costs. Like if you give me like one of those 70% <clears throat> cocoa bars, I'm like... But they're like nine dollars each or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm not so gonna, it's like never gonna happen. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I heard, yeah. and this is the one thing that has made me want to like break diet really bad because I want to try it. 
You remember fruit roll-ups? Was it fruit roll-ups? Fruit by the foot, fruit roll-ups. Not fruit by the foot, fruit roll-ups particularly. Which one? So it was kind of like a like a one with all the little shapes that you could poke out of the sheet. And you can poke the shapes out, but it was like a sheet. Apparently, it has some, and it was originally intended to be this way, and they just like no one did it, so they didn't bother advertise like this. But apparently, it reacts with cold in a very particular way. So the idea is you put uh, ice cream on it and then wrap the fruit roll up around the ice cream and it makes it really crunchy yeah okay i could see that so you and like but like significantly more than you would expect okay and it becomes hard so you you bite on it and it like like, crystallize or something to a certain degree i think and it's supposed to just be like amazing and i want to try it but i don't even know like where i would buy a fruit roll up people are so just like disconnected sometimes box in buddha says lindor is actually one of the lowest quality chocolates what? Have you ever had an advent calendar chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you can get lint advent calendars. I, I know you can. Yeah, yeah. But most of them are not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's chocolate that actually tastes... Maybe maybe you're from Europe or something. Like, that would explain it. But over here in North America land, we have chocolate that actually tastes more like plastic than cocoa. Um, oh, it's so bad. A lot of it. Like, yeah. really a lot. Yeah. You are you are objectively wrong. It is not one of the lowest. It just isn't one of the highest. Hundred percent. It's like you the are... KitchenAid of chocolate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always use KitchenAid like as a Henkel's. Reference. You yeah. know, it's like it's like the high quality, like but like still very mainstream brand, and you could like definitely get better stuff. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, we've got other people backing me up here. Yeah, chocolate sucks in Canada. Hundred percent. Someone said fruit roll-ups are available commonly in all grocery stores in the U.S. Oh, yeah, yeah I hear around. that. But you got to do the you got to do the perimeter strategy to stay away from the bad stuff at the grocery stores. Just only go around the outside. Really? Yeah. I never really thought about that. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm thinking about the layout of like the local superstore. So you walk in, and it's not quite perimeter because the entire right side of the store is ghost that's, town. That's superstore which, though. Yeah, which has like uh, like housewares yeah, and like, like clothes, like and... cheap clothes and like crap like that. Yeah. But then, and, and I think the, like the cosmetics and like um, pharmacy and stuff are over there. Do they have a pharmacy? I don't know. They definitely have like personal personal care products and stuff. But if you go straight in, it's veggies. You go straight to the back. You end up in cheese and then uh, meatland, then seafood. Then you come down this side. It's uh, juices, dairy, um, different cheese. Uh, like not deli cheese, like like packaged cheese, if I recall correctly. Then you end up in the bakery, and then you end up at the till. So you don't see, and I'm trying to think of a again layout. So you've got all your soft drinks. You don't see the like soft drinks. You've got candy, your like cleaning chocolate. supplies, uh, pet supplies, and then I think it goes into. Well, you miss baking supplies though. Yes, that one is a little. Rough. And and all but the, we don't bake because the birds. All the ethnic aisles the inside are the in there as well. So all the like uh, Mexican, Southeast Asian, uh, Indian. I like, do dip in because I need I I the amount of hot sauce that I go through is absurd. Okay. So I go in to get hot sauce bottles. How's the sriracha shortage treating you, by the way? I do Frank's Red Hot Extra Hot. Okay, so you don't like everything. Yeah, Jake's yeah. like super, super torn up about it. Yeah. Frank's Red Hot Extra Hot specifically, there's like very few actual total ingredients. All the ingredients are chill. Um, and it the I find when it's extra hot, I don't have to use quite as much. 
Um, I I do. I really like the Frank's Red Hot. Uh, what is it? Lime and something else. It already, you already you had me at lime, so it's so good. Yeah, it just makes everything you're eating taste like Mexican. I'm food. a boring Tabasco Fantastic. boy. Mm. Classic Tabasco. My problem is I've red been, peppers and vinegar, salt. That's all. That's it. I've that's... been eating my like really boring standard setup for so long. Of course you have. That to to not be bored out of my mind, I basically have to melt my face off. So I just the entire top of it is just red. Nice. <laughs> sometimes blood chicken. Sometimes I will complete with extra hot as well, not the normal yeah. Frank's red. With Frank's red extra hot, I will completely make the top of the chicken red and then flip it <laughs> to, the, to the bottom. So going through the rest of my aisles, we've got your breakfast foods that are mostly just like uh, the the story of how oatmeal became breakfast food is hilarious. It's like brilliant marketing because it's essentially gruel, which was like poor people garbage food. Um, and then they're but like, it's pretty solid. For or you can eat it for breakfast. It, it, da, 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 TV commercials. Let's go. Lobster also used to be poor people food. There you go. They would serve it in prisons. And then cereal aisle. I can't miss the cereal aisle. So cereal aisle for the grocery store that I go to is uh, like the shelves for it are right along the milk, which mm, kind of makes sense to me. So you don't there. actually have to go to the inside. Yeah, not Superstore. Yeah. And then after cereal aisle, there's like the natural food aisles, uh, which uh, I can't. They just taste so bad. All of them, <laughs> literally all of them. And then it's like ice cream and frozen goods, and then and then you're and then you're back over to to uh, cheese and juices and milk and butter yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So you're so you, right. You gotta dip in sometimes. Yeah, I like, miss out on a lot. Yeah, I find like the hot sauce. I know what aisle it's in, and I know what end of that aisle it's in. So you know you can remove a lot of temptation by just going to only that aisle and only as far in as you need to go. Because oh. a lot of the aisles, it's like, it feels like it's almost designed to get you lost in trying to find the right thing and get yeah. stuck in the middle of the store and end up adding a whole bunch of impulse purchases because you're probably hungry because you're out shopping. Um, so, yeah. Got some stuff from Floatplane Chat. VNG Supernova says, Gruel is not oatmeal. It's far more watery and has no milk. Um, most of the time, we make oatmeal without milk here. So this is one, this might be one of those things where it's just like a cultural difference. Um, I've never had oatmeal made with milk. Cream of wheat, yes. Uh, but I've even that has instructions on the side of the box for how to make it with water as well. So I guess we're just like disgusting. Most oatmeal that I've had, the vast majority of it has been with water. Yeah. Um, but yes, 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 more watery, but then it's still fundamentally the same thing. It's just watered down. Um, and then uh, Thysio says apparently lobster was ground up, shell and everything. So not oh. quite the same as what's eaten today. Yeah, but it's still like... I mean, it's still lobster, but yeah. like with the shell? Yeah, that's got to be kind of rough. And like the antennas and stuff? Like, I don't know. Do they even rip those off? I have no idea. Probably not. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, GM Shippo says, I'm American, always used milk. Yeah, that's the thing about America too, though, is you guys are like so regional dependent. Oh, like, yeah. Like you can go one county over in America land and... Food's completely different. I'm not in different. Kansas anymore. They make pizza in a completely different way now. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Like, oh, that kind of pizza, that kind of pizza sucks. This is the kind of pizza. Okay. <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> I thought it was just bread and tomato sauce and like you know, whatever you want to put on it. Just calm down. No, uh, no, 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 no. People don't eat cereal with water. Calm down, Twitch chat. Um, oatmeal, oatmeal. Like like the cooked oatmeal. Um, yeah. 
like breakfast cereal, a cold breakfast cereal with water would be something spectacularly awful. Yeah. I really think you'd have to pry my milk from my cold, dead hands at this point. <laughs> I will never drink a glass of milk, but I, I've tried cereal with milk substitutes, and it is... Oh. Everyone who says it's the same... It's not the same. Is um, I was on a very particular brand of almond milk for a while there, and it was not the same, but I liked it because it had vanilla stuff in it. I don't like vanilla. Oh. So that's oh, really tough. So basically, We found a thing. I oh. like vanilla. And I like ketchup chips. Yeah. So we, we do actually disagree about some things. It's very rare that we disagree on, on food. But like, it's very rare. We can pretty much order for each other at restaurants, though, still. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> should, we do, should we do... Oh, we're on two to three topics again. Uh, we have been for 10 minutes. What were we doing? Were we doing merch messages? I think you've been answering a merch message for the last 20 minutes. I, <laughs> doing, I, just, I just turn out after a while. We're doing Glorbo comes to World of Warcraft. Let's go. The best update WoW has ever we had. We promised the people. World of Warcraft players on Reddit have successfully honeypotted an AI bot that was scraping forums for community discussions to remix into news stories without human input. On Thursday, a post about a fake new feature called Glorbo <laughs> became rapidly upvoted with many users adding their own comments about absurd fake features that were suppo uh, supposedly being added to the game. Soon after, an article about, WoW's, uh, about the WoW community's excitement for Glorbo appeared on Z League's gaming news site, The Portal, which incorporated several nonsensical quotes taken directly from the subreddit. It was listed under the byline of Lucy Reed, who published 83 articles yesterday. <laughs> wow, oh. Lucy. You go, girl. Yeah. More like Lucy Wright. Hey! hey! The article has since been... It was okay. Where's the article my ding? <laughs> that was awesome! Sorry, did you say something? Where's the punching uh, I, bot? I actually was not listening. I'm so sorry. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, the article uh. has since been removed, but it's available in archived form. Z League has posted 18,512 articles in just over two months, <laughs> or an average of 241 articles a day. Talking about fishing for virality. Oh, man. They're definitely going viral. We're talking about it. The original Reddit post was fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm so excited. Well, I'll bring they, it up. I'll bring it up. The, the title is I'm so excited they finally introduced Glorbo. Uh, and honestly, this new feature makes me so happy. I just really want some major bot operated news websites to publish an article about this. I have to say, since they started hitting, uh, hinting at Hearthstone in 1994, it was obvious they would introduce Glorbo to World of Warcraft sooner or later. I feel like Dragonflight has been win after win so far. Like when they brought <laughs> back Chen Stormstout uh, as the boss at the end of New Karazhan, absolutely amazing. Feel free to comment below what new features and stories you want to see in the future. Maybe you'll be quoted on some trustworthy news websites as well. Amazing. Uh, literally in the article, it included the quote of, honestly, this new feature makes me so happy. I just really want some major bot-operated news websites to publish an article about this. That was in the article that was published, which is amazing. So good. So, so good. <laughs> is this Glorbo? Uh, I, I was, yeah, I was going to ask, is that AI art that, or is that, that meme, Glorbo? right? That 
Is this, is this, is this global? <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I anticipated new features that. <laughs> Apparently, the original so post has been updated, um, cheering for victory in words that I won't say, um, and talking about how they they updated it and pulled it down and stuff like that. Some players have reservations about the mandatory item click clack and its effect on casual players. Oh man, this is amazing! <laughs> Inclusion of clacksai as a playable race. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, this is. This is pretty cool. That's fantastic. Great work to uh, everyone involved. That's a win. Okay. You know what else forward. is a win? We can apparently refurbish phone screens so cool. with lasers. With freaking laser with beams. Freaking laser beams attached to their heads. Yeah. Uh, Strange Parts has a video, and he broke one law of Linus already. He starts his video with so, but otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, this looks absolutely flippin' amazing. They are repairing OLED screens that have bad lines in them using a laser. You guys, I'm not going to show you much of this because I want you, you to go, go watch it. Watch the video from yeah. Scotty. Hey, he's, he's coming to LTX, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Scotty's going to be at LTX. And who's at the last one? Yeah, so we want to make sure we, uh, I mean, we would do this for anyone, but we want to make sure we support him. We're not just, yeah. like, playing his video for you. Uh, but basically, they don't have to disassemble the device. They don't even have to turn it off. It can't fix glass or flex cables, but it can eliminate lines on screens and fix issues with the middle OLED layer. Our discussion question is, if this technique turns out to be economical, uh, what would that mean for the refurbishment market? And I think the answer is fairly straightforward. It would be freaking awesome! Yeah, absolutely. And that seems to be like the goal. They talked a lot in the video, which you should go watch, um, about how there's, you know, improvements coming. They talk about what type of improvements and whatnot. Um, Activision. Activision restores servers for retro Call of Duty games. Activision has restored the multiplayer servers for its Xbox 360 era Call of Duty games. Over 200,000 gamers played these decade-old COD titles over the past weekend, outnumbering the players for Halo Infinite and Battle 2042 combined, probably quite easily. Uh, by midweek, five of the top ten best-selling games on the Xbox Store were 360 era Call of Duty games, with number one being 2012's Black Ops 2. It appears that Activision has neglected to enact fixes for long-known exploits that uh, that enable rampant hacking. Fixes for these bugs were available in multiple popular community-run servers that Activision had su shut down back in May, as we reported on WAN Show. Which is kind of a freaking joke. Our discussion question is, well, there's one thing, but there's also some other things. I mean, I think there's, I think there's a lot to kind of break down here. One is, hey, uh, you guys need to actually not shut down older gaming experiences. Uh, two, you don't get to just allow communities to do a bunch of work to keep your game alive and then capitalize on it while also throwing away the work that they did that made the game better while you were completely while you had completely abandoned your stewardship of it. Yeah. And three, our discussion question that's actually written in here is I guess those weren't really discussions. That was like <laughs> you suck Activision. Discussion statements. Uh, what does it mean that games that modern games are getting beat out by decades old titles in this way? 
It means that modern games are not actually fun. Dude, uh, you should play BattleBit. Did you, did you ever like Battlefield? I never got into a Battlefield game. Yeah, okay, so then maybe not. But it Battlefield was... is actually like, I haven't had fun, actual genuine fun in Battlefield since probably Battlefield 4. And Battlefield 4 felt like a step back from Battlefield 3. But I really liked Battlefield 3. Um, Battle Bit is the first time that I've played a game in that format since then that I actually enjoyed. And it's good. It's fun. The graphics are trash. It feels like you're playing Roblox. Roblox. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't matter. And I I think I've talked about this on on WAN Show before, and it drives people nuts. But uh, now I have, like, really good proof. What really matters is, is the game freaking fun or not? Yeah. I don't care. I would have... I, 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 the amount of my brain that gives an F that the graphics in BattleBit are trash is like near zero when I'm very much enjoying playing the game. I think for a single player game, I'd feel a little bit differently about it. But for a competitive game, I'd rather a really well-balanced game that's not full of cheaters. Yeah. And then... Like, you know, novel gameplay mechanics is kind of here. And then you've got, like, um, you know, a positive community. I, I can live without that, you know, if the game is really fun. And then, like, down here somewhere is is, is graphics, is yeah. visual fidelity, right? Um, and single-player experiences, I would almost argue that uh, graphics become more of a chance of being important. But I don't think they always are. I think there's plenty of single-player experiences that don't have that fantastic graphics, but because the game's great, I don't really care. But I do also think that if graphics are amazing in a single-player experience, that it can add a lot more to my enjoyment than it can in a multiplayer Yeah, like Slapshot Rebound has crap graphics, but it's just dumb fun. Yeah. So who cares? So who cares? Just run around and, like, whack We actually got, like, annoyed when the graphics got more in-depth because there's one way that you can make so your, like, head's invisible, and we're like, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a cosmetics issue. I don't know if that's yeah. like a like a, a visual oh, fidelity fair enough. issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. Someone said Minecraft is the best selling game of all time. Um, yeah, though Minecraft also can look really. You can good. get really insane graphics packs for it, but by default, it doesn't. Old uh, school RuneScape gang represent people still chat play old school RuneScape. It. Like people play all these retro games. It man, like graphics can make something that's already amazing like amazing plus but it doesn't make something amazing like i i don't know i can't remember a single game that i was like yeah i loved that game because the graphics were so great i don't think that's ever happened i might love a game and be like yeah and i really like how great the graphics are but like i love the game because of certain gameplay features i wouldn't say graphics but I could say I could love a game just based on a visual style. Sure. Um, like, even though I ended up not finishing it because there were gameplay issues, uh, Fantasian is beautiful. Uh, and I, I just liked exploring the environments. So one thing that I really like about Assassin's Creed Odyssey is I think the, the setting of being in Greece and the graphical fidelity that they had at this point in time in their development process, being in Greece, is, is just a very beautiful landscape to be in. And, like, there have been times when I've just goofed around, you know, playing a game like Far I Cry. the game. You know, which at the time was groundbreaking in terms of what it looked like and just looking at the water and the, you know, the landscapes. and. I feel like we're kind of past that now, though. Trying to think of something more recent, then. Hmm. 
because that that was totally a thing at one point. But I feel like it's kind of past. It's that. definitely it was definitely part of Breath of the Wild for me, even though the, the graphics are not amazing, but the art the art style was beautiful. Um, I just I feel like yeah. the importance of gra- like I've heard a lot of conversation about like oh making games these days is so hard because uh, and then a huge amount of reasons, but a lot of them being graphics. And how expensive it is to have yeah. extremely fantastic graphics. And it's like, well... It's going to get cheap. Don't. Yes. It's going to get really cheap. And Valve's going to eventually come up with a policy that somehow allows them to allow AI-generated assets in games without exposing themselves to legal liability. And they're not going to care after that. And then, man, we are going to get some amazing amazing visual fidelity in games with shockingly low budgets uh, that combined with over the next, let's say, let's say I'm going to give a five-year timeline for this. I think that's pretty generous. We're going to see procedurally, or no, not procedurally, but we're going to see artificially generated assets. We're going to see artificially generated textures. We're going to see um, like, like worlds and environments that are generated, but then tweaked. And then we're going to see, I hope, if all goes according to what I think would be the ideal scenario for single A and double A developers to compete with the, the, the visual fidelity fests that, uh, that have become triple A, you know, multi-hundred million dollar budget games these days. Um, I think we're going to see, I hope we're going to see a refocusing on writing and storytelling who knows? Maybe the gaming industry would be a great place for all those WGA hey. yeah. uh, folks to go. Just, yeah. I mean, throwing it out there, just a kind of you know wild idea. If if there was like a scrappy developer that was looking to do an incredibly incredible story driven game, um, I, I I'd love to see more focus on that. So that's the one part of this that I'm saying I would like to see. Everything else is more of just what I think is going to happen. Um, and then that combined with what will become the ubiquity of ray tracing capable graphics yeah. hardware in that time. That's why I'm giving it a five-year timeline, because I think a lot of what I'm talking about could be happening today. It's take a while. But you're going to need, like, if you're going to try and, and build something with just, like, um, you know, random generated assets, you're not going to be able to implement a lot of the tricks that developers have had to use yeah, to yeah, create sure. a really um, immersive um, environment, right? Whereas with ray traced lighting, well, all of a sudden, all you have to do is say, okay, I need lanterns and I'm going to put them here, here, here. These are my light sources. I mean, looking at what they did with, uh, was it um, Oblivion, I think it was, with RTX Remix? Oh, man, there's so many things I want to address from chat right now. So cool. Uh, I, th- I th- there's been a few, if I remember correctly, there's a black flag update and a unity update. And I think it was also oblivion. They're all getting like RTX remix updates. Well, I don't think oblivion was actually getting one. It was just a demo that NVIDIA did. Ah, uh, okay. Morrowind? Really? Was it Morrowind? I don't think so. No, it was oblivion. Here we go. Or wait. Uh, oh no, it is. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's Morrowind here. Really? Oh, yeah, but it didn't actually get it? No, no, no. Yep. Stills look, still looks no, 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 no. It's not on yet. So there, this is the capture tool, and then they go through and show the AI texture tools. 
Oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah but they didn't give it to us. Give it to me. Yeah. And then they do lighting. And then, uh, man, and then it, it starts to look really cool. Let me have it. Yeah, custom assets. Um, yeah, this is this is pretty wild. This is this is worth watching. Uh, let's see if it, yeah, here we go. RTX remix. Yeah, like that's wild. That is freaking Morrowind sort Xbox of Xbox original game. Like really, like a ri- OG Xbox original. Yeah. So I'm imagining this future where you'll have you know single A or even indie developers that are building games that have this kind of graphical fidelity because they just for better or for worse, are able to generate assets based on the, you know, library of work that came before them, whether legitimately built on or not. And if Valve doesn't find a way to make this work, another marketplace will come and will eat their lunch. I think this is disruptive enough that if there's a game that, is compelling enough people will go to some other storefront and they'll yeah. buy it i mean look at um okay escape from tarkov would be a great example of this before they like, oh. totally screwed it up right yeah, yeah. people went and they downloaded their launcher <laughs> there's some <laughs> oh no are there updates uh sort of not sort of but not really there's a they have a leaderboard out for like you know like best kd most profit per run different things like that and uh they they launched it and there's all these names on it and stuff and you see some ratios and some stats there and you're like wow that looks really fishy uh users brought up their the last time they did a leaderboard because they've done this before uh and they had it's probably on the escape from tarkov subreddit but i'd have to dig it up um but it showed all the people that had been banned off of the leaderboard and out of the top 100 there's like five left (laughs) i want to see it i want to see if i can find it um that is ridiculous uh i suspect it's gonna be too hard to dig up now um I can do a quick topic while you look for that. Yeah, well, one second. I want to address some some full-plane comments really quick. One person, not angry Scotsman, said Crisis was only really well-known because of the graphics memes. Um, Crisis was actually a very fun game, to be honest. I think it was a great game, and it also had just mind-bogglingly uh, crazy graphics. And Far Cry was really fun, too. Far Cry is a really yeah. good game. I actually replayed it not that long ago and really enjoyed it. And I didn't realize it until quite late in the game, but part of the reason I was enjoying it at my current skill level compared to when I was 17 or 18 or whatever when it came out um, is that uh, the AI is bound to your frame rate. So because I was playing it at such a higher frame rate, the enemies were really hard. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this, this is like a hard game. Like, I remember this game being hard, but like, why is it still hard? I'm pretty sure I'm better at this than <laughs> was when I was a kid. And then the other comment um, that that made me want to jump uh, was Avon Fox said 100 hours gameplay versus two hours movie watch. Games are way better value for the cost uh, to make. And this is this is a very slippery slope argument, in my opinion, because I, I don't think we're there right now. But there was a point in time in gaming where games were essentially sold off of their 200 hour campaign off of their game time. And having 200 hours of garbage is significantly worse than having two hours of just raw quality. Um, 
you should value your own time. That is important. One of my favorite shooters of all time, potentially my favorite shooter single player uh, experience of all time, is Titanfall 2. It's like six hours? Six to eight hours. But it's just quality. They make sure that if they introduce a new mechanic before you're tired of it, it's gone. What is that? That noise is the uh, overflow pump for the air conditioner. Okay, so we're everything's okay. And you even see game developers tacitly acknowledging this, right? Like um, Square, Square Enix, for example, they did remasters of, or like pixel remasters of some of their older games, and they include quality of life features like turning off random encounters. I remember as a kid feeling like some of those environments were enormous. You know, the floating continent felt like continental sized. Uh, not because there was a ton of room on a SNES cartridge, but because every time you took three steps, you were fighting some stupid random encounter that was capable of wiping you out because you were 10 and it was hard, right? Um, so these games come back and it's like, yeah, you can just like do 9,999 damage anytime you want because we know this stuff is actually kind of boring and you can just explore the world. Like I, I that would be a much... If I, if I was to give that game to my kids, Final Fantasy VI is the one that I, I enjoyed the most personally. If I was to give that game to my kids, I would absolutely give them the Pixel Remaster. They don't need to fight that boss battle nine times to have the, you know, the fun that I did and, and to, to experience the story that I did. So uh, I'm going to share my screen really quick. I found it. Um, so I don't know 100% what EXP rating means in this in this frame, but these are the top 100 Tarkov players for EXP rating. Uh, if their name is a dash, <laughs> see how you can see this name right here? Yikes. If the name is a dash, they're banned. <laughs> uh, you can't see behind our frame here right now, um, but it's all dashes for, for that section of the leaderboard. We go here, there's, oh, there's, there's three names. That's good. All of the rest of them are dashes. We go here, there's there's a few more, there's five, six names, all the rest of them are dashes. Uh, four, all the rest are dashes. It's just like, man, now that was the old leaderboards, uh, but if you take a gander at the new leaderboards, it feels like it might be going in the same direction. Because uh, there's a few things on there that are like, hmm, this person's like, the, the, the ratios on some things are just very, very odd. Um, and either the Escape from Tarkov client is like calculating things incorrectly or things are not exactly above board. So Elemental uh, Exposure, there is a Chrono Trigger sequel. It's called Chrono Cross. Hmm. D Boss. My Final Fantasy VI growing up was Mario RPG. Yeah, I saw the oh my god, have you seen the remake? It Mario looks, RPG? No. Yeah. Uh Legend of the Seven Stars remake. Nintendo's going to get my money again. Got him. It appears to be a super... One month ago. It, it, it appears to be a super uh, true-to-the-original remake, uh, which is fine because the game was already perfect. Wait for it. So that was the original SNES graphics. And so they've done a bunch oh, no. of stuff here that may or may not be designed to mislead us. Uh, but essentially, it, from what they've shown, look, even the way that he moves around in the environment, how it's, um, 
I forget what this view is called, isometric or whatever. Yeah, like you've got your... Like the grid-based movement. Yeah, yeah. Is true to the original game. Um, this looks great. I would play this. Yeah. Have you ever played Legend of the Seven Stars? Technically, I own it, but I have not played it. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. You should play it. Um, and like, it's one of those games where, honestly, I, other than a couple of modern gaming um, comforts, I just don't really see what they would need to change about it. It's not very challenging. Um, it's more just like, as an adult, you just you just play through it. As a kid, it was hard, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. So good. Um, but there's a couple more topics that we have to do before we do Man After Dark because we did tease them. Meta has canceled the Quest Pro and reportedly stopped, or the, reportedly canceled the Quest Pro and reportedly stopped all development on the Quest Pro 2. Their plan is to continue to build Quest Pro headsets only as long as current stock lasts. Uh, when they launched it in October of 2022, it was criticized for its awkward fit along the forehead, its cheap feel, and its underwhelming software platform. Apparently, by January, Meta had already told its suppliers that no further components for the Quest Pro would be needed, even before dropping the price from $1,500 to $1,000 in March. Our discussion question is what's behind the lack of enthusiasm for Meta's more expensive VR headsets? And um, I think the answer is that they just didn't offer a compelling value add over Meta's entry-level headsets. I, I mean, also think they've just been going in the wrong direction. Really? Um, what would be better? I think Apple's approach is going to be better. Um, I think Apple didn't go f quite full bore enough for what I would personally like to see. Uh, but I feel like they are prepping everybody for it adequately by having that attached battery. Um, but stacking all of your battery in your compute hanging off the front of your face is just like actually stupid why are we still doing this like with the amount of money that you're investing in this how did you not know this was dumb like come on and i i am very appreciative of apple which is a statement that i feel like i don't say all that often um but for having this tether which is not going to be very annoying because it's a tether that is contained on you yep um and moving that battery weight off of the device that's a huge benefit yeah and eventually if we can take compute off as well fantastic that's one of the reasons i still use my index yeah because most of the new headsets that have come have taken advantage of the lightning of the displays and the housings and the uh lenses and then gone yeah now we can put more other more crap stuff. there still in front of your face. Yep. I haven't seen a genuinely compelling enough device to move to from the index this whole time. And like that, that's a problem. That's a mistake. I think they're just absolutely going in the wrong direction. Big screen beyond has a lot of potential. Um, my problem with it is that I can't get it working. Um, uh. I sent them, ooh, I think I sent them. Now that I think about it, I haven't heard back in a while, which is, pretty unusual for something like this um let me just see if i actually ever pressed send on this doop, 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 doop. oh oh no i never e i never sent the email <laughs> oh crap you know what i think it was is normally uh or it used to be when you uploaded a youtube video um you could get the link to it before it was done processing but um Oh wait, this has 33 views though. Did I did I not send it? Uh, okay. 
I don't know. Do you link it internally? Uh, I don't think so. Um, okay, well, I will send that to them. Shoot, so I'm the one who... Wait, I, they emailed today. How is this not... Uh, um, yeah, ever since they cut ties with, with Palmer Lucky, I... Oh, wait. I don't think they've oh. really been going in the right direction. Oh, shoot. No, they replied to me. What the heck? Why are there... Their emails are getting automatically marked red. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, this is awkward. Shoot, I just sent them the same video again. Ignore last email. I will try tonight. <laughs> Shoot. Um, I will mark that unread. Uh, cool. Anywho. Uh, yeah, I, I just can't get it working. So I sent them this video of doing everything that they told me to do. Supposedly, it's supposed to just work. And then the first time, the first headset I had... It worked. Other than that, whenever I had OBS active, the mic wouldn't work coming out of the headset. And I was like, well, this doesn't work because I wanted to stream because it was still under embargo for reviews, but you were allowed to stream with it. I'm like, how on earth am I supposed to stream with it? They're like, we've never seen that bug before. No idea. They sent me another one that's apparently better in some other ways as well. And they were like, okay, try this one. And then it just didn't work at all. And so I sent them um, this video that I recorded where I'm basically like, yep, here's my drivers, here's um, the latest version of Steam VR. here's the headset, definitely plugged in correctly, here's me doing absolutely everything you told me to do, and it doesn't work at all. Um, so based on their email, it might be something to do with some kind of Bluetooth wake, something, something, via, uh, uh, Lighthouse Trackers V2, something. So hopefully it's... Uh, Hopefully it's fixed, and uh, I'm, it's pretty promising. I have some concerns. I have a bunch of notes on it already, even though I haven't managed to actually um, like a, a game for an extended period of time with it, uh, like the, the rubber. I feel like they need something a bit more breathable. They need at least a breathable option. Especially because quite a few of the VR experiences that people are, as far as I can tell right now, really engaging in, are like fitness ones especially if you like if you have a reason to spend a bunch of money on a super lightweight headset there's a good chance it's because you're moving around yeah um because if, if you can if you can attach work or health to something the amount that people are willing to spend on it just cranks if you're 100%. like oh th this could this can oh you're having a hard time getting out of the house but you want to be physically active but you find a lot of the at home like calisthenics workout stuff really boring well you could like do vr boxing or or beat saber or whatever okay now this is going to help me shed weight or do whatever else now i will spend a bunch on this product if it's just for gaming or whatever else depends on the person but i think yeah, your higher likeliness if you can attach something else to it. Corsair bought Drop. Yeah. Um, Corsair announced they have bought audio and mechanical keyboard company Drop. They apparently don't plan to make any changes before assessing the non-keyboard aspects of Drop's business. I have no idea what that even means. Uh, they say Drop will remain a separate brand and will continue to handle all existing warranties, purchases, and customer support requests. They always Companies always say that. When they acquire other and companies. it'll be that way for probably a one bit. to three years. And then it will change. And then, shoop. Um, the discussion question here is, what's the best way to handle acquiring an established brand? I got to be honest with you. I don't know. We've had a lot of people, even like members of the audience, for example, uh, suggesting that we buy smaller tech channels to, to, to build the empire. And I'm kind of sitting here going, why? What would that actually do? 
if they were doing great, then wouldn't they just continue doing great? There's, and if they weren't doing great, then why do I want them? Mythical has seen some actual success with that. Um, Fair enough. I, I understand and agree with your argument, to be honest, but I think there can be exceptions to the general rule. And I think Mythical has been hitting pretty well there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh know. man, this is a perfect example from Madi underscore CH in Floatplane Chat. Like Logitech and Blue Mics, they've gotten to the point now where they aren't even continuing with the blue branding. Yeah. That's, that was a weird move. That's actually kind of stupid. Yeah. I agree. Like, if, if you're buying something that's working, why unworking it? Unless it's a competitor, I guess. But then I mean, just make it seem like you're competing. Well, they could just be buying the IP. Like, I'm sure Blue owned a bunch of patents and stuff. So they, it's probably true. It's not that I don't understand it. I just mean, but you could also just keep selling Blue mics and have a distinct identity for that brand. All the people working on that were literally already working there. And it was working, or why would you? Or why did you buy them? So someone in Floatplane Chat said, yeah. uh, or Key Man in Floatplane Chat said, Mythical bought Smosh and just sold it back. That might sound like it was a failure. I think that's extremely not true, though. I haven't talked to anyone there about the specifics of all of that, but to me, it really seems uh, like Mythical stepped in to kind of save Smosh. Yeah, that was the vibe I got. And then when they were ready to take it back over they were highly accommodating of letting them take it back over. It was like very bro move. Um, and I really respect what was done there. I don't think that was like a failed business decision. Uh, I don't think you can look at them selling it back as a failure in an, in any other way. In my opinion, I would look at them selling it back as like a major success. I think that was very, very cool and good of them. The whole Smosh story is, is very interesting. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. But they they also invest in in other uh, channels as well. It's not just Smosh. So, yeah. And in other news, Asus has taken on the NUC. So we can still have NUC PCs. They will just be from Asus rather than Intel, which is great if you want those and you didn't want to buy them from any of the other handful of manufacturers that also make NUC-alikes. Very cool. Don't you love that term, NUC-alikes? NUC-alikes. It's pretty good. I didn't, I didn't come up with that. I think it might have been James or something. It was someone else back in the day. Millions of military emails leaked nah, by typo. And we didn't tease it. Huh? All right, fine. You can do it if you want. I was going to do Man After Dark. Oh, okay. I think this is hilarious. Fine. I'll try to go through it pretty quick. Millions of U.S. military emails have been leaked over the last decade due to a common typo confusing the U.S. military's uh, special top-level domain .mil for .ml the top-level country domain of Mali. <laughs> I don't even bother to go through the rest of this. I just think that is very funny. Uh, there's a feature in, in Gmail, Google Workspace, that warns you if you're emailing someone that's outside of your workspace. So maybe they need something like that. Maybe that'll stop them from sending millions of emails to the wrong place. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and I think that's it. Time for WAN Show After Dark. Let's go. After Dark time. You know you can't say same bad time, same bad channel this week? Why not? Because it's not. Oh. Different bad time, same bad same channel. Bad That's channel. right. WAN Show is going to be during LTX next week. So it's going to be later? Earlier. 
earlier. It will be on time. But the next day. Oh, it's on Saturday. That's right. <gasps> no Friday WAN show. Yeah. That doesn't count as the streak ending. I agree. I yeah. was wondering about that. Mm-mm. It's like, do we all fail together? Are we going down in this ship as one? Or are we just counting it not a failure? I like counting it as not a failure. No, because WAN show is basically Friday, Saturday now anyway. <laughs> because of how often it bleeds into the next day. Yeah. This one's just really late. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just extremely really late. late. Yeah. You were busy dealing, up, dealing with LTX, and so you couldn't make it on time. I mean, that is sort of accurate, right? Yep. 100%. Like, yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Exactly. All right. Hit us, Dan. All right. Here we go. Uh, first up, I can't resist a good plushie. Luke, if you are ever in Denver, oh. I would love to give you a tour of the United Launch Alliance Testing Lab. Linus and Dan can come too, but I know Luke loves space stuff. Uh, so I curated this because I needed to tell them uh, to, to email, because I will go. Um, I will be in Denver for that reason. You nerd. I will absolutely attend. This sounds amazing, and I appreciate you reaching out. Uh, hit up support at fullplane.com. I'll, I'll get shamelessly, to to me. shamelessly leveraging so his position. So good. So good. With absolute, look how little shame he has. I, literally none. I told Linus last Friday, was it Friday? I don't remember when it was. Last week sometime, um, that I am like my future of travel. I am 100% planning on it just being, <laughs> I'm just going to like find cool people in the community that can get me access to really cool things and just go do that because wow. Fantastic. So good. Yeah, negative shame about this? Yeah, I think that's I think that's accurate. So excited. Look at his face. He's oh. beaming. Oh, I, I saw that in the in the merch messages dashboard. I was like, yes. That's amazing. I think there's actually a couple oh. of those. So you might have another one that you haven't seen yet. Sick. Um, okay, up next. Uh, hi, LLD. Any update on the magnetic cable management gear? I'm hoping you also do some sort of adhesive-backed magnetic pad for people with wood desks. Um, the update is that right now, um, speaking, we were talking about, uh, labor action earlier on in the show and the port of Vancouver is, it's been, will they, won't they, will they, won't they, will they, won't they for the last few days. But the last time I looked, which was well before the show started today, um, they were looking at, um, walking off the job again. And from what I've heard every day that they are on strike is going to cause multiple days of delays because of the buildup of shipments. So we are not going to be getting any shipments of anything until all of that gets resolved. However, my understanding is that our final production is basically ready to ship or has shipped already or something. So that should be launching sometime in the near future. And yes, it will include adhesive-backed metal plates that um, have holes in them. So the idea is that you basically put the backing thing, or you put the metal plate onto the magnet, stick it exactly where you want it to go. The adhesive holds it in place while you slide the magnet off. If you pull it off, they're so strong, it might pull the adhesive backing off. Then you screw it in, and then it is permanently installed. Um, really excited about that product, but unfortunately, I don't have an exact timeline to share at this time. Any new float plane features that are coming up in the pipeline that you're excited about? Oh, yeah, the new player. Check out the new player. It's on the beta site. You can go to beta.floatplane.com, um, and and you'll be able to see the new player. Right now, the live version of it has a, dare I even say it, the live version of it has a dark mode chat that you can enable if you want. 
so that if you go into the the like theater view full screen player mode and you're watching something like wan show it doesn't have this glowing white bar on the side um so that's a thing uh and and there's other cool new features with the player uh I it's full transparency. Jaden was showing me all the work that he did on the player, and I was just like smiling, nodding while I'm thinking, like, "Wow, this this really looks like how it's always looked." And then I asked him because I was like, "Man, I really can't tell what's different." I asked him to load up a version of the live site so I could see them side by side, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, it's very different. It just like it just feels like it kind of was always this way. Like it's it's not drastic in the way that you're gonna." lurch because it's so crazily different or anything uh but it is very noticeably different if you put them side by side and it's definitely an upgrade so you can check that out and that's the main thing that's coming there's lots of features in the pipeline um but uh that's the only one i'm going to tell you guys about now the the beta site is how you're going to be able to see what's coming in the future generally moving forward uh we do plan on uh continuing to use that so yeah all right let's see here how did last week's international shipping shake out? Good question. Oh. <laughs> yeah, very good question. I don't know. <laughs> he hasn't had the heart to check. Rough. Yeah, nobody told me. Um, so maybe it's not that I didn't have the heart to check. Maybe it's that nobody wanted to tell me. Hello. Sir, you're on the WAN show. Yeah. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Yeah, it is. I help you. What can I, can I double cheeseburger? Dave's double for you. Um, spicy chicken, extra lettuce. <laughs> I want a double cheeseburger and hold the lettuce. Don't be fronting, son. No seeds on the bus. Sorry. Can I, can I get you a frosty? Um. <laughs> Sorry. Grilled or crispy? Sorry. Um. Okay. Anyway, the point is that uh, the Wan Show audience wants to know. How much we ate it on the shipping promo last week? Uh, uh, a, a lot. Um, what do you? What do you? Are you looking for numbers? What are you looking for here? I mean, numbers are good. Like dollar amount of how much it costs us, or what do you? No, think? Nick. I want your shoe size number. What, dude, I don't know. Do you want me to say that you lost eighty thousand dollars on Friday? Is that right? Uh, it's something like that. Well, it was nice. Uh, it was nice working with you too. I mean, so this awful, transaction, do I thank you? Do I thank you for the information? Do yeah, I? Yeah, 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 I think yeah, you yeah, do yeah. actually, because it's your fault. It's not his fault. Oh, I see. Yeah. I mean, it was to be fair. It was a collaborative effort, you know. All right. Um. So maybe not then. <laughs> like, is that is that net? No, no, no. That's, that's the just cost shipping. Of the shipping. Yeah. The net was positive. Obviously. Really? Oh. Yes. Obviously. I mean, it was in the report that I sent you earlier this week, if you had read it. Yeah, but that was over the entire three days. What about that day? Um, what about those orders? Gosh, like, hold on, dude. Hold on. <laughs> that was, uh, it was profitable. But, uh, Are you accounting for handling costs in your profitability calculation? Just asking God. I love this company. God. I love. Yeah, I have a real boss now. Okay, he holds me to account. You know. Oh my God. <laughs> I've been enjoying telling him the same thing. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> Hold on, my my Dell computer is taking forever to turn on. 
<laughs> That's a feature, not a bug. It's ready for you to compute anytime. <laughs> Much computing. Much computational analysis. If you try to turn it off, old Mandel shows up at your house and just turns it back on. All right, hold on. Line day recap. <laughs> Summary. So, yeah. Um, I want to say we did about 30% profit that day, let's say. Wow. Even, even, even counting the shipping, so. Really? Yeah, buddy. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, can I follow this up with you next week? Yeah, you know that like people bought backpacks and stuff. Oh yeah, you did do the right? call out. Yeah, but you know how much backpacks cost to ship, right? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Are we really gonna do like the quarterly recap offline show? No, no, that's not necessary. Okay. All right. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Wow, people really bought them backpacks. We All were right. talking uh, in the parking lot after the show about how like. There's certain people that uh, might be in shipping situations where they just would have never ordered. So yeah. some of the orders were like huge because they were like, okay, now I'm going to get all the things I wanted. Yeah, I'm just going back to last Friday here. I have some... You have some concerns about that being accurate? Uh, no, no, no. I would always, uh, I would always trust my team to not be that I need to look at the report. Then why do you ask him to talk about it next week? I uh, I like talking about uh, money a lot. <laughs> okay, okay, so okay, the okay. I'm I just for the sake of clarity. Um, sure, screw it. Net sales that day was oh, wow three hundred twenty thousand dollars. We're gonna have to talk to the Terran about Wancho. Gross point. profit was one hundred twenty thousand dollars. And if we spent $80,000 on shipping and shipped 14,000 units of stuff at an average handling cost of like a couple bucks each, uh, I think made money is generous. Um, Where did the 30% come from? That's, that's, the, that's the gross profit for the day. Uh, Before the shipping. Shipping is not in there. Yeah. So, okay. I see. All right. Yep. That's cool. Fine. That's fine. Next you know, merch message. Overall, though, overall, though, Nick is right. Lime Day was a success. Uh, we moved through a lot of dead stock. Uh, we are net positive overall on Lime Day, even if the Friday People was. People did the math. It's 3%. If the Friday was questionable. 3%? Um, 3% profit. Oh. That's why if you worked to, back yeah. at NCX back in the day, that was probably all right. Don't forget that there are costs. No, because that's still not net. There's other costs. Some Okay, so some of the products that we were selling, for example, are dead stock. So our cost calculation in here doesn't include the uh, storage fees that we've accrued for those over the last two years in some cases. So, yes, but no. <laughs> Also, there's there's almost inevitably going to be some amount of returns. Yep, administrative overhead, yeah. etc. Yeah, it's it's um, it's if you can do a wild promo, and you can be flat for the day, I consider that a W. I'm not criticizing the team. I'm not saying anything went wrong. Who's your idea? 
Was it not? Which is well, it's it was it was a it was a team effort. Collaborative. Yeah, it was a, it was a team effort. Like like Nick said, it was it was collaborative. Um, and so if you can run a crazy promo that makes the community really happy and excited, and people were excited, there oh, were like yeah, absolutely ton of posts on the subreddit and all of that. I got a bunch of messages about it. And if you can, if you can, by some miracle, not lose your shirt on it. Shout out everyone who, by the way, you know, ordered screwdrivers that and backpacks and stuff. That might be why it like is floating on the line. Well, no, that is why. Yeah. Because the previous two days were actually a much, much lower uh, gross profit percentage. So this one was like 30% or something like that. The previous two days were much closer to the wire, but people paid their own shipping. Right. So they, they overall like made money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not much, but they made some. And then the Friday... You guys helped a brother out, ordered backpacks, ordered screwdrivers. We we gave you a handful of like relatively high margin items, and you guys were like, "Let's go!" Yeah, sure, I'll get that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, one of those and the the lime day stuff that's at cost. Come on, here we go. Um, and so that day ended up being okay, but that's not the kind of thing that we could count on overall. <laughs> like it's not. I, I feel like some people might have heard that phone conversation and gone, okay, well, you guys should just do free shipping on orders over $150 forever. But that's not actually the case because you can't run a business with all the overhead associated with running a business and reinvesting in new product development. Where is it? Come on. Like this. Woo! Um, with, like, razor-thin profits. That's, that's how you end up being NCIX. Um <laughs> so, so and they yeah. don't exist anymore. So yeah, overall uh Lime Day was a big success. Um massive shout out to our community and um and our team and uh we're not going to do that kind of thing all the time. Okay. Here we go. Hi all. Love the show. Recently received my 13th gen Intel Framework 13. Do you think Ooh, nice. that single cable eGP, sorry, eGPU setups are a viable option in 2023? In my case, it's for games like CSGO and EVE Online. Uh, yeah. EVE Online and CSGO. That's a person who picked their games and just stuck with them. Yeah. Counter-Strike and EVE. I like Hard. my space games. I like my gun games. And I like and them both it. hardcore. Yeah. Unforgiving. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could pick up a very, very... eGPU enclosures have gotten shockingly affordable all of a sudden. Really? Yeah, I just... I I've stopped, not looked into it. Yeah, I stopped paying attention to them for yeah. a few years, and they just quietly fell down in price by, like, $200. Like, um... Whoa. I was trying to think... I'm trying to remember where I was shopping the other day. What the heck is eGPU.io? Wow, this is a, this is a very slow website. Um... Anyway, okay, totally useless. Amazon Absolutely still useless. thinks they're expensive. No, I was on. Um, oh, what's that? What's that Mac brand? That OWC. That's the one. I didn't even know it. So yeah, sounds cool. Good. Yeah, I was on OWC and they had uh, an eGPU enclosure. No, I want to stay on the US site. Uh. Mm. Jaden's asking a good question. Sure. Hit Are it. there any real options other than Razor Core? Yeah. Absolutely. This thing, maybe. How about this thing for $279? Whoa. Yeah. Razor Core is 550 Yeah, 650-watt power supply. You can basically power, like, whatever you want. Full length, full height, double-width cards. So you will you are a little limited. In you can't put, like, a 4090 in it or whatever. But that is and very it, like, reasonable. Works. I mean... 
because a lot of them back in the day were kind of sketchy. Um, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. Yeah. No, no, really. Like, like, yeah, no, it's it's not as it's not as sketchy these days. Okay. But the yeah, these these things are freaking affordable. Sweet. Um, and so if you if you you know get a GPU like. It's especially if you think of it as like a long-term investment. If you are definitely going to be a laptop guy or a laptop gal forever, and you're going to want to upgrade your GPU, you know, at some point, then you can you can start to do the math a little bit differently. You can amortize the cost of your enclosure over multiple GPU upgrades. So instead of costing two hundred and eighty dollars. Okay, well now I've bought myself two eGPUs, so you like you upgrade it down the line. Now it costs $140 each time, or you know I'm going to use it for three generations, which might be optimistic, but we'll see. Uh, and you know now it cost me $85 per generation, or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely think it's viable. I would like to see, I would like to see an ADEX external interface at some point that actually takes off, but right now it seems to be very early days. Like Framework has that thing that they're building out of the caboose of the Framework 16, but that's not really external. It's not even hot pluggable. And then uh, ASUS has their uh, XG Mobile thing, but it's highly proprietary. Um, I don't know, MSI had that one way back in the day where the laptop just had a slot in the back and you just like plugged it into the dock. It just hasn't been standardized. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what, if anything, we would see that would replace Thunderbolt at this point. Uh, but I would like to see something that doubles up the lanes or, I mean, at the very least, moves to Gen... Is Thunderbolt for Gen 3 bandwidth? I can't remember. But we need more bandwidth, basically. It, it, the one that you brought up, was it an Akitio? Akitio, yep. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. I found the same thing. I was hunting around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good reviews at least. Yeah. 15 of them? Yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. Linus, how did you develop your writing and editing style for LTD scripts? Is this just something you figured out doing so many scripts, or did you also get some advice or inspiration from somewhere? So many. So many. Um, I'm also just, I'm a sponge. I'm an absorber. Uh, you know, when I, when I encounter something that I like, I go, man, wish I thought of that. And then, I, you know, I try to, I try to integrate that into, into what I'm doing, so... Um, and I, and I, I read a lot of comments. I take a lot of feedback and some of it's garbage. Sometimes you guys quite frankly suck at giving feedback. Um, yep. but other times, a lot of times people don't actually know what they want. Yeah. Other times you guys are really great at giving feedback and it's, it's hugely beneficial. So, so don't stop doing it. You also like, I know you don't watch a lot of YouTube videos, but I know you pay attention to what's working on YouTube. Um, to a certain degree at least. Yep. Oh yeah. I'm watching, I'm watching, you know, what is showing up on the homepage and then, yeah. you know, incognito tab absolutely yeah how do you all feel about the new microsoft entra id name for azure active directory microsoft uh, we entra. talked about this before uh, it's stupid okay i believe yeah they just rebranded azure it's like okay. oh yeah okay whatever oh, okay yeah there's some, i like, probably forgot because i just don't care negativity <laughs> around the brand right now cool um, with slow regulation and wide tech illiteracy gap, how do you keep people aware of emerging tech and the risk that they can pose? For example, scammers mimicking people's voices. It's hard. Just keep saying it, you know, tell your friends, tell your family, tell them to tell their friends, tell them to tell your family. Word of mouth is shockingly powerful still. Even in the internet age, 
it doesn't the power of word of mouth doesn't go away like we picked our flooring contractor for our new house just based on what the previous owner said that she used and liked because you know she seemed like someone who had her had her act together and it seemed like the quality had held up quite well since you know 1990 whatever when they built that place so we just went with the same thing because people don't want to do a bunch of research yeah contrary to what you know reddit thinks yeah. uh, they just they, they want a good option and if and they and they trust someone they have a personal connection with far more than they they trust uh, an endorsement from someone that they don't have a personal connection with yeah Hey, LLND, when shipping the replacement zipper pull on the backpacks, would it be possible to order something from the store and just have the pulls thrown in with the shipment to save money for you? I don't think we're going to have any way of managing that, and I suspect we're probably going to end up shipping the pulls from, um, from Asia directly rather than shipping them across the ocean and then shipping them again because that would just feel pointless and stupid. So if there's any way for us to do that, um, that's what we're going to try to do. Question for Luke. I'm currently producing a ten tennis challenge in Gransby, and we've run into many glitches with NDI. What's the most stress you've been producing something uh, live, and how did you manage? What about me? I feel like you're a better person to answer this. Oh, every single WAN show. <laughs> um, and extremely badly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're basically um, performing <sighs> live... In yep. front of, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20,000 people and your boss and his former boss. Yeah. Still sort of. Current, and but... one of them's antagonistic. Which one were you pointing at? It looked like Luke, but that doesn't seem right. You know, those those guys. Oh, both of them. I, I mean, sometimes. Right. You know what, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to trust in something. Um, sometimes it's yourself and most of the times it's not but if you're getting glitches if you get one glitch that's not good enough you need to have it be more robust than that yep five nines five nines every every day of the day yeah every day of the week every yeah. day of the day it's okay it's late i think i heard i think i literally heard a yawn i <laughs> think Next up. Hi, DLL. Was researching some stuff and saw that all the major OS makers are starting to push app sandboxing at yeah. some level. How do you think anti-cheat devs will react if, when this becomes mandatory? I haven't heard about this. What is uh, what is this sandboxing? Sandboxing is good. Um, anti-cheat devs... I don't know. Because they don't like the VM stuff. I'm not sure. I really don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if there's some, some way that they can try to... Hmm. Honestly, it's, it's a battle that must be fought, but it's a losing battle, um, in my opinion. So I feel bad for the anti-cheat developers. Um, I have pretty much given up on like really wanting to be competitive in shooters. Because, as far as I can tell, every single shooter game is just overrun by cheaters. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Sorry. For someone with little professional experience, but a lot of hobby experience in basic coding Python, HTML, etc., 
Is data analytics a good starting point or seek other options? Absolutely could be. Um, uh, yeah, um, you, you can do some data analytics stuff in Python. You can do data analytics in a lot of different things. Um, I'm, I'm not 100% certain what the question is. Is that for like, I don't know if you're asking for like in order to get into a profession or to do something that you think is fun. Um, if you're trying to get into a profession, there's lots of work out there for lots of different developers. Um, I don't, I don't think specifically like, like bringing yourself into the specialization of data analytics is going to necessarily do the greatest thing for you, uh, when you could be a little bit more broad. Um, but I am also certain that there is jobs out there for data analytics. So, yeah. I can't believe we didn't cover this. Oh, oh, it's live. I had a question about this as well. well go for it. I know at least one person on my team that is going to buy this. Jake already pre-ordered it too. Yep. So exciting. Man, these guys are crushing it. DIY edition, pre-built. Um, they had such an incredible response that... <laughs> oh my. They are now not shipping until Q1 of next year. Whoa. <laughs> Every model, yeah. every single model, every single model. Oh, I know my a gosh. lot of people that were like, "The second this drops, I'm buying it." Which I I never hear with something like a laptop. Maybe for a graphics card, but yeah. people believe in the mission. Their second attempt, first first product, great. Second product, oh. wow. <laughs> um. These guys are absolutely crushing it over there. I'm super excited for them, super proud of them, uh, super happy as an investor that like, I didn't just put my money in a fire because I was willing to, but if I don't have to, that's great. Um, tell me something. How would you guys feel at this point if they did another round of funding and I re-upped? Is, the, is there any additional conflict of interest at this point? Or, is that even but, possible? Well, no, here's the thing. Because initially, the way that I sold this to the community was, I really want to support this mission, and I feel like it's yeah, the right you're thing to in do. It now, I don't think it matters. And I'm willing to kiss the money goodbye. My well, I can tell you now, my intent is really different. This time around, I'm looking at it going, how about I make some money by putting it in framework? Because these guys are heading for the freaking moon. I think that's still Does that matter? valid because if you're helping them head to the moon, I think that's good. Because you want, we've, we've talked a long time ago about how like if you want to enact change, doing so in a way that makes you money is actually often the best possible way to do it because that's the best way to ensure that you continue to have funding. Nobody seems to care. Yeah. They're like, let's go. You already have money in the system. It literally changes genuinely nothing well it changes the percentage i own okay why does that matter i mean i don't know it matters a little <laughs> i don't think it matters i think that's why everyone's saying do it i'm just it i'm just matter. i'm i'm, exci it's, I'm it's, excited it's good of you to ask i'm like i i'm like yeah i mean it is good that you ask. seeing the way they're executing i'm just sitting here going i mean yeah take more oh, it's like, sick it's the most exciting laptop on the market to be clear i don't have any money right now um, I have nothing in it at all. So my statement came from nowhere. Yeah. Um, like I, I actually, no I actually don't. We, uh, we got the keys for the badminton center. Oh yeah. yeah. That makes sense that you would have no money in the market. I actually <laughs> have no money. Relax, Dan. We kept afloat for payroll. 
That's okay. Maybe they'll pay me one day. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, I can't say that. Yeah. I know. I'm just kidding. No, there's no concern. If I want to be serious, there's no concern. Okay. I yeah. trust you very much. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't trust me. Trust Yvonne. And, That's and, what I was saying. And her team. That's what I was yeah. saying. I mean, we have an accounting team now, like five people on the accounting team. It's like, when did this happen? I don't get it, you know? It, ha um, it happened just after I started. But yeah, anyway, the point is that when, when, when and if they were to do another round of funding, if I, had, if I found, you know, a, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars between the couch cushions, like, would anybody begrudge me that? Does, does it matter? Sounds like no. If you did what, sorry? If you hid money in couch cushions? No, if I, if I found a couple hundred thousand dollars between the couch cushions and wanted to spend it on framework. Oh, like, is that okay? No, I'm not literally finding it. You're getting hung up on finding it in the couch cushions. It's, it's a joke. It's more fun to do that, though. <laughs> it's a joke. <sighs> what he's going to do is I want gonna... your couch cushions. <laughs> nice couch. Yeah, can I no, buy it's your... not figurative! Can I buy your couch They're please? all pack of wool. That's where all the money went. Okay, we actually have so much alpaca wool. We need to figure out what to do with it. We, we own like $200,000 of alpaca wool. <laughs> Give it to Framework. No, from... <laughs> wool laptop? Wool laptop cover? Yeah. Linus Tech Tip. Uh, make, your, make your Framework laptop smell. Oh. For a limited time, when you order a laptop, get a miniature laptop cushion made out of... Uh, made with alpaca wool stuffing. I think say 1988 in float plane chat has probably the best take here. It could make a difference if he invested a significant portion of his wealth. Right now, if they go under, it wouldn't be good for Linus's finances, but um, but it wouldn't be life changing. So yeah, I think that's I think that's I I think that's yeah, a no, better th take than just go for it. But that's someone talking about it from a defense of you standpoint. They're m wanting to make sure that you are not too invested. Sure, but they're they're helping me. They're helping me sort of frame it correctly. Okay, but it's still what the question that you were asking was: Is it like ethically okay for me? Yeah, to do and they're this? saying yes as long as as long as I don't have as long like as it's not like company? fight or flight for me to like make it work. Or not, not fight or flight. As long as it's not do or die. So as long as you make don't it buy Twitter and then abandon Tesla. Yeah. 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 Or or start behaving in a way that negatively impacts Linus Media Group. Because you're too focused on this other. Because I'm too focused on uh, yeah. on framework. Fair enough. Oh, man, I it's been it's. I know I still haven't done the CEO uh, incoming Q and A stream with you, Flow Plane Chat. I'm so sorry, but anyway, here's something. The kind of thing that I might talk about in it, if I were to ever get around to doing one, I will at some point. I, just, just, uh, stop it! Stop shaking your head. I'm gonna Dude, do it. Dude, you said you're gonna do it like a month and a half ago or I, something. I will do it. I will do it. Just <laughs> calm down. Um, <laughs> anyway, I had a really refreshing conversation with our new CEO today. Um, it was cool because he came to me asking for me to make a decision about something. It was, you know, whether or not we'd be comfortable working with a makeup brand. Okay. And um, everyone does that, which is why I don't want that job anymore. So I said, I know what I would say, but how about this? Why don't you tell me what we're going to do? And let's see how closely they match. And he basically goes, well, they're an established brand. They're reputable. Uh, this particular product seems to have pretty solid overlap with our audience. They have deep pockets. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't do this. And I go, cool. 
That's exactly what I would have said. And now next time, we don't need to have this conversation at all. And I can trust that we're in good hands. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good. It's been, it's been amazing how long we haven't worked together and haven't really like we will, we'd like hang out at events and stuff sometimes, or we'd like text sometimes, but probably the grand total of time we've spent together since we both left NCIX is like maybe 20 hours. I, like, I think not I never a lot. quite realized how, how much of uh and I, I might be projecting here and might just be wrong but how much of your like communication style and certain other things came from him <laughs> because it's <laughs> been really weird it's been really weird working with him because it feels like i've worked with him forever but i've had probably actually like five or six like not including the retreat like mm. specific meetings with him about work but it feels like i've had like hundreds <laughs> and i'm just like this is this is odd. I don't know. I, I can't tell if that's positive or negative. Are you no, being it's, it's positive? A positive. Or, yeah. It's a positive. I told him at our last one, I, I he was asking me about something that I'm not going to specifically bring up. Yeah. Um, but I told him like a bunch of things and then ended it with like I was concerned and was pushing back when Linus was like originally pitching bringing you on. Yeah, Luke was one of the strongest sort of... Well, because from my perspective, and he understood this as well, yeah. from my perspective, I've had two bosses ever that I've worked with that I thought were good. And I've had a lot of jobs. I was, when I was growing up, I was like my mom in that way. I would just rinse through jobs all the time. And I like hated the leadership at all of them. And I liked working with Linus. So, so far with my track record, the chance I was going to like the new guy was really low. <laughs> And I was like, I don't want to, like, leave because I don't like the new leadership. Like, that would suck. So I was highly concerned about that. But yeah. the way that working with him has been so far has felt eerily familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, oh, okay, this is cool. All right, this well, is fine. The pitch I gave you guys It feels like more Linus. <laughs> he taught me everything I know. Yeah. Now, now I'm concerned. For better or for worse. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, I didn't learn everything, Dan. <laughs> but what I do know <laughs> came from there. And like I brought up, I brought yeah. up one of the the things that I was happy about was like you and Yvonne seem to be endless wells of effort, but you are two people. Yes. And you are shouldering significantly more than two people worth of work, no matter how hard you tried. You weren't going to be able to do it. So it just whatever. So certain things would get kind of left aside or not addressed or whatever and now having a person who can do that so you guys can focus more on what you should be doing just makes a lot of sense and it's good yeah that and is going to so... take some time for things to actually really start happening uh because he's only actually been here for like technically two weeks something like that <laughs> so like whoa now he's <laughs> like, very much in observation mode right now yeah just like makes sense yeah no it's been good yep Hilarious. all right moving on Clear purple screwdriver when? <laughs> How a, dare you curate that? Let's get, uh, let's get back more positive cash flow, please. <laughs> um, I mean... Answer the question. <laughs> I've already shown a clear screwdriver. I think you guys saw that. Um... I think that if we were to stop at clear, that might be kind of short-sighted. However, I will say this, we are not 
anywhere near doing anything beyond uh, the next three colorways that we have planned. And that does not include any tinted clear plastics. You probably want to see how well those alternative colors do, I guess. We want to see not just how well they do in terms of sales performance. We, we're not even there yet. First, we need to see how well they do in how terms of... Up. Uh, in terms of are they manufacturable? Because we're not redoing our molds to do clear plastic. That is not on the table. And the way that clear plastic behaves when cooling compared to the really durable, chemical resistant, really awesome triax material that we're using right now is different. And we know that. We've had prototype clear drivers for probably about a year. So are you going to be selling them with like... Uh like a caveat of like it's not as durable yeah absolutely yeah we'd have to it's not um so like a lot of like workshops and stuff that are trying to outfit their workshops with screwdrivers will probably stick with the the triax material ones but maybe if you're just like i build computers sometimes you could get one of the clear ones well it'll be better than that um like it'll be good it's just triax is great right fair enough so you know, it's not like, oh, yeah, this is a piece of crap and it's just immediately shattered. It's not like that at all. I mean, think about what you probably did to your clear N64 controllers. Right. And they're all fine. And it's like fine. Many, many decades later. But this is Triax. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, um, yeah, we've, we have been aware of the demand for different colorways. We had intended to do different colorways much earlier. The problem is that you people ordered so many of them. We've sold 150,000 screwdrivers. So keeping up with production, getting stubby going, all these different colorways, this puts strain on our limited production capacity and that of our partners. So we can't just go to PH and say, hey, we need you guys to parallelize your operation immediately so that you can start running six different projects for us at the same time. That's not a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, logistics is complicated. The real world is really complicated, especially when you're trying to do anything at volume. Like, look at the stupid carabiner replacements for the backpack. That's taken a freaking year as well. And it's not because we're not trying. It's not because we're not constantly iterating and working on it. It's just that even once we have a solution, we have a solution now. We have a solution today. But it takes time to manufacture 150,000 of anything. Right? Like if it was just one backpack, yeah, I could have you I could have you a replacement probably like in a couple days because we've like got some samples here, but it's not one backpack. And we want to do it in a way that's fair to everyone. So it's it's really it's like really challenging. We would have had new colorways like way sooner if you guys didn't keep ordering so many bloody <laughs> screwdrivers and keeping the production going. But <laughs> I mean to be clear, keep doing it. <laughs> Like, appreciate you guys. <laughs> he, just, he just spent all his money on a badminton center. Please, you can keep buying screwdrivers. Don't forget the lab. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You I, had already spent it. I, I not only, like, when I said I don't have money, I said I, I meant I don't have cash. In terms of, like, actual, like, money, Asset, it, yeah. it's actually, like, negative. Like, I, I have debt. I have much debt on the lab right now. It tends to be how this stuff goes. Don't forget about the debt on the badminton center either. But uh, look, I'm not asking for <laughs> I'm not asking for your pity. Obviously, everything over here is going great. I'm really excited about what the lab's doing. I'm really excited for the badminton center, and like you know, we're we're we're, we're killing it. We're killing it. Um, but we 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 appreciate y'all a lot. Yeah, I, I I thought about the carabiners for the or the the whatever the poles for the backpack recently because um my the bag that i bring to the gym which no i cannot use an ltd backpack for this because i go in the pool and then shower afterwards so i need a wet area 
and the bag that I go to the gym for has a ventilated. Is your wet area right here? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> HR. Um, <laughs> um, it has a, it has an area for wet clothes that ventilates out, which is great. Yeah. Um, the the shoulder strap thing, the clasp like came apart, like right. it it it, yeah. it like bent slightly too much, so it doesn't really close anymore, and it'll just come off. It's so annoying, but I was like, I'm not gonna get too mad because <laughs> we're we're going through similar stuff. LCT gym bag win. That would be kind of sick. Yeah, we'd love to do more bags. Bags are like shockingly big business. I recently became aware of this like influencer bag brand. That I'm just I'm looking at it going like okay, and they're they're doing just like obscene amounts of volume. Like how many people need a like luggage? Luggage has always been so weird to me. Yeah, like the fact that like Willowbrook Mall had a luggage store in like the early 2000s. That's all they did, and they were around for a long time. I was like, how? Why? How many luggage? Nobody's ever in the store when no. you go there. Yeah, like, I don't know. And like everyone that I know that has luggage, their luggage is like ancient. They bought it like ten years ago. And yeah, they me just too. Still have it. Like, I mean, what? if we did a luggage, we'd make sure it totally kicks butt or whatever. But like, yeah. I just don't know what we'd be adding to the conversation. I'm sure there's actually some to add to the conversation when it comes to luggage. Uh, in my opinion, there's there's a lot you could do. Um, my thing is just like how many of those stores exist and how they are able to revenue that much that they can stay around is wild to me. How do they even revenue? Yeah. Hello, DLL. Thanks for all your videos and the WAN show. Quick question. What happened to the NCIX PC? Still happening. Uh, we've just been really busy in the lead up to LTX, and the people who are helping Tanner with the uh, with the NCIX uh, wall PC are busy getting ready for LTX. Oh, you're going to make me read this one. Okay. How diddly do, my absolute giga-chads? Any word on the backpack... Well, when the backpacks start shipping with the new zipper pulls... Sorry, zipper pulls. I'm eagerly waiting. P.S. Tell my friend Alex he's an idiot. Um... All right. I was going to edit the last bit, Dan. <laughs> Rude. Wow. How could you say that on this show? How he knows. You, how he knows. Be, how could you be that mean to Alex L., huh? I'm just, I'm just reading the copy on the prompter. Oh, gosh. That's what they pay me to do. <laughs> um, yeah, backpacks, shipping, zipper pulls, new zipper pulls. Um, I don't know. It depends on production lead times. It depends on if we're able to figure out how to... Um, ship directly out of Asia. It depends on whether a boat full of backpacks ever actually makes it through the Vancouver port. We are running short on our original 40,000 unit order though. We're, we're running pretty low. So we're going to see how that goes. Luckily for you, this European forgot to order last week. <laughs> uh, for all of you, what's your favorite meal to make yourself? It's not really a meal, but man, I cannot resist like spicy instant noodles. Oh yeah, that's oh. a that's a bit of a guilty pleasure for me too. So yeah. good with a poached egg, not nah. poached. No, I scramble it. I, I I throw in some egg just to have some like justification for consuming that garbage. You don't poach it in the broth. No, I uh, I I can't handle yolk on its own. The taste of yolk is disgusting. Uh. I have to scramble eggs to eat them. Um, 
I have kind of two. There's the inverted chicken cordon bleu thing, which I, w- I won't go into again. Um, okay. And then there's- It gets him laid. <laughs> and then there's also this, uh, I started making this soup. Do you know Zuppa Toscana from Olive Garden? Nope. Okay. Well, it's a soup from Olive Garden that's super good. Um, and for my birthday every year, I used to bring my family to Olive Garden and we would get the soup salad and breadsticks combo because it was unlimited for all of them. And I just have a whole bunch of Zuppa Toscana because I love that soup. Um, and then I went and wanted to make it for myself one day. because so I was like, maybe I should just make some of my own. And I realized how incredibly bad for you it is because it's made with just like heavy creamer and right, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make my own version of this. I'm going to try to accomplish making the reasons why I like this thing, but without so much of the bad stuff. So using like chicken broth and, and things like that instead of heavy creamer. And I, I don't know what to call it anymore because it's almost everything in it has completely changed. I use like kale and chicken broth and a very specific type of sausage and all this other kind of stuff. So whatever my version of that is, but I love it. I like it more than the original. Um, it's like good for you now and stuff. And uh, I like making that, but I, I make it fairly rarely. It's what, very much a winter soup. What, what did you call it? Uh, the The... The soup that you like? Olive Garden version was, I believe it's just called Zuppa Toscana. But Zuppa to Theseus? If you've changed everything in it? I love it. Yeah. I do believe everything has changed. There and that go. is still how I reference it. There so yeah. Royalties, please. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, up next. Hey, LLD. Think we'll ever see a mainline framework style decent phone? I mean, I'd love to see it, but... It's going to be a whole new set of challenges, and it's going to be really difficult, man. I don't know what else to tell you. Booyah. LTX merch ordered. Thanks for me signing up to Floatplane for the first time ever. Question for LLD. What is the best and dumbest convention swag you've either purchased or have been given? Wow. I'm 100% certain there's been a lot of it, but I feel like I wouldn't remember it because I just throw it out. Um, yeah, I was hoping you would have something for this. I curated it because I can't remember a single like convention swag item that I've ever been given. I still, I, I literally have, I have a tile from NVIDIA on my keys right now. Oh, okay. Um, That's not dumb though. No, it's sweet. But that's my problem. Like I, I, I remember a fair amount of convention swag. Um, there's even been some like actually really cool shirts. I didn't like the brand, but Astro Gaming had a really cool shirt back in the day. Um, like bad screwdrivers were really common in tech for a bit there. Yeah. Like really awful screwdrivers. Yeah. MSI had this pen set. I was set. so traumatized. I made my own. <laughs> MSI had this pen set where there's all these different colors of pens, but all the pens were so bad <laughs> that it would just never work. I got a really cool one from iBuyPower back in the day. You know, they're like, like Cougar, like, rawr, like logo. It was thumb screws for your PCI slots that were I remember that those. That was pretty cool. Those were sick. Weren't they gold too? Yeah. Yeah, those were very sick. Blingy. There's been a bunch of really cool swag, but honestly, like if it's trash swag, it, it doesn't even make it out of the convention center. I'll just garbage can it before I'm out. Um, or just not take it in the first place if that's an option. I think I still um, have a, a teeny tiny little pillow from a yacht convention I went to once. The, there was like three by three inch tiny little pillow that was for fabric samples. If you wanted your yacht couches to be done in this fabric. That was kind of weird. Nick corrects me. It is not two hundred thousand dollars of alpaca wool. It is less than one hundred thousand dollars of alpaca wool. That's good. 
all that means to me is that it could be nine hundred or ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars of alpaca wool. <laughs> it's still not two hundred thousand. It's less than half of what you thought. That's true. Hey, Linus and Luke, when looking for buildings for LMG, have you ever looked at taking over a dead mall? The company I work for is leasing a 100,000-square-foot facility for a car museum. There aren't any. Yeah, not here. This is We don't have that problem yeah, not in, in the Canada. America. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's parts of Canada that have that same problem, but Vancouver ain't it, chief. Yeah. LTT.dll. Two questions. One, thoughts on how I could donate my old 5950X motherboard and RAM to computer science students? Or, and two, would you ever sponsor tech students or hire interns once labs is up? Um, as far as donations go, I have no idea um, how to make sure that it gets to the right place. I mean, that's something I think pretty much every charity struggles with. As for sponsoring tech students or hiring interns once labs is up, apparently we already do. Uh, we've taken on some intern paid. Um, we've we've taken on some interns, and uh, Gary's coordinating all of that. I basically told him I think it's stupid and a waste of time, and he said he thinks it's good and not a waste of time. And I said, okay, see you later. They have a type of task. They have some tasks in a category that I do believe it makes sense for. Fair I, I don't think it would make sense for um, like floatplane. I've never thought it made sense for floatplane, but uh, some of their tasking, I, I think it's I think it's smart. I think he's doing the right thing. And giving people a really cool opportunity. So I think it's working in both, for both sides. Good. This one's for Luke. Hey, uh, LDL. I work at a company that makes spacecraft mechanisms and other spacecraft. Luke seems to have a good time at NASA. If he had a chance to visit a company like us, would he want to? <laughs> yes. I told you there was two. <laughs> yeah. I bet you forgot. <laughs> All right. This is amazing. Email uh, us. Yeah. Archive. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gone. Do you expect Apple to try and avoid the EU mandating USB-C oh, and removable awesome. batteries on phones in the coming years? Yes. Hey, LDL. <laughs> what are the chances? Yeah, easy. What are the chances of getting some genes from LTT? I work in HVAC and I've been cooking no. through... No, no genes. Genes are really hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. difficult material to work with and people have... Wow, do they ever have expectations when it comes to gene fit and sizing? Uh, I think the closest you're going to get from us is our upcoming cargo pants for the time being. Hey, Luke, could you talk a bit about Floatplane's monthly internal dev day? I'm trying to sell the idea to my boss. On a, also, Linus, I forgot to use the free shipping code. You're welcome. I uh, We've been struggling to actuate it recently due to um, goal structures and stuff like that. But effectively how it works is it's supposed to be the the last Friday of every month. We have something called Creative Day. Um, and the idea behind Creative Day is you get to work on whatever you want. Um, <clears throat> and it's whatever you want as long as it could plausibly maybe bring benefit to the company there's only ever been one time where i've shot something down um and every everything else has been accepted there's been some really fantastic things that have come from it there's been some stuff that we will definitely never use and won't see the light of day that's fine mostly because we get the really fantastic things uh if you're trying to sell this to your boss something that we got from one of those is the thing that you used to talk to me right now 
which is merch messages at the bottom of the screen. Which, by the way, is quite profitable. Yeah, to person's boss. It, it works well. Um, we're we're going to get it. it it's been kind of not really used for a, a little while now, but we're going to get it going again. The Labs web team uh, did a version of it recently, and what might happen to the Floatplane one is how it works might change a little bit. Uh, what the Labs web team did was at the end of the quarter, they had a little bit of, not much, but they had a little bit of time um, that was kind of spare because they they finished their goals just slightly ahead of time. Um, so we did a little hackathon, and that was awesome. We got some very, very cool projects out of the hackathon. And what we learned from that, however, is moving forward, it's very likely that we will theme these types of events uh, because an issue that we had with the floatplane ones and an issue that we had with the labs ones is people were a little lost for what to do. And I find when people need to be creative, it often helps when you kind of put bumpers on there, like bowling bumpers, like kind of keep them in a bit of a lane. Uh, it can get them to generate ideas kind of easier sometimes. So, yeah. Hi, DLL. Any updates on selling things at Micro Center? I'm an associate and would love to see your products in the stores. P.S. The oh. button down makes a great killer work shirt. I I only I only curated this because of the great plug for the button down shirt. <laughs> um, no updates. Sorry. <laughs> DLL, a game called Food Court. Uh, build your perfect meal. Example: My favorite fries are Fresh McDonald's, favorite is Harvey's, favorite onion rings, etc. What perfect meal would you get? I'm gonna add the stipulation that it has to be fast food. Oh. What's your fast food combo? Okay, so mine is the you, some something they have to remember. Yeah. Are we are we okay? Canadian. Yes. So, Canada, terrible fast food across the board. All of our fast food is KW is way better than yours. That's the only one we got. Okay. So, um I would probably I'd I'd probably just go for the classic A&W teen burger, which is not the same as the American one. The American one is actual literal garbage and i wouldn't feed it to my dog um i'm gonna go with tim horton's uh, tim horton's lemon iced tea um it's just ugh, their their brewed iced tea is is really good and my fries have got to be mcdonald's i'm sorry i man when the kids like ask for mcdonald's i almost always when they ask for fries i almost always say yes so i can steal a few i don't want to eat a whole thing of them because it's just like really yeah um, it's just garbage yeah but I, I eat a few every time. Yeah, McDonald's fries, but I'm going with a Wendy's spicy chicken with extra mm -hmm. lettuce and added bacon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just makes a whole world of difference. Beverage. Oh, I want to take back my beverage, but go ahead. Ditch the beverage. No get beverage. A, get a Frosty. Oh, that was what I was about to say. <laughs> Chocolate Frosty, yeah. 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 I was like, as soon as you said Wendy's, I realized I screwed up my beverage. Yeah. The, the teen burger is a very good choice. But the spicy chicken just, there are definitely days where I would prefer the, the teen burger, but I think overall, if I'm going per percentages, I'm more often going to want the spicy chicken. But like, I really, the, the added lettuce and the added bacon, like, whew, so good. Hey, Linus, would LTT exist if you never met Luke? Oh. This is a good one. Um, yes. I mean, it existed before Luke. So the answer to that question is sort of self-apparent. However, would LT, would LMG yeah. exist 
in its current form without Luke? And I think the answer there is definitely not. Yeah, I don't um, think so. A lot of the key ingredients were there. Um, I was there. Yvonne was there. Ed, for that matter, was there. So that's that's three quarters of the original team. Luke wasn't involved in the hiring of Ed. Although, here's the thing. Um, by that time, Luke already had my ear and was, I shouldn't say wasn't involved. He didn't make the decision, but we talked about it. And it was the conversations that we had that was part of what led me to gain the confidence to leave NCIX and go on my own. Luke has also been a key guiding star for our corporate moral compass. I think that we're both really well aligned. However, there's a certain kind of gravity effect, right? Um, when you have like-minded people around you, it's easier to stay on course uh, versus when you're just in a bubble surrounded by people who don't have the same alignment. So your question is really difficult to answer because almost everything that's happened since we met has been impacted by the other. So yes, because it existed already anyway. Line of sectors was already a thing, so. But no, um, not exactly like this. I mean, I don't. I have a. I've thought about this before. I yeah. have a feeling. I I don't think so. I mean, there'd be no WAN show. Yeah. There'd be no forum. Yeah. I had no capability to put up a forum, which was a big part of how we've created the community we have, and, and it was bigger then. It was more important when we initially went. Um, the peak went user indie. count hasn't changed in like a really long. Yeah. Time. So like a lot of the formative stuff, right? Was. Um, so what Linus is saying is you've encouraged his destructive personality. <laughs> okay, this destructive personality has worked out pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good overall. I think everyone everyone here is employed at least partially thanks to this destructive personality. <laughs> yeah. Employed I, here. Everyone here would be employed anyway, but I don't um, I person this is the thought process I've gone through. I don't think you would have stayed at NCX though. No. Yeah. But I don't think I don't necessarily think LMG ex would exist, or it definitely wouldn't exist in the same way. I I feel like you would have. It might have just been LTT. Potentially that might not have been LMG. Yeah. Like, or you might have joined someone else. What was the What was the group? Because I did push pretty when there was conversations about yeah creating LMG. I did push pretty hard for you to do it. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I think the chance that you would have just potentially gone and worked for some of the other kind of options that were on the table at the time, because there was a few, if I remember correctly, uh, would go up. I don't know necessarily that it would be guaranteed, but it would go up. We were both pretty down with the concept of like internet video being the next thing at the time, um, which ages us a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I think it's it would definitely be possible that you could have just decided to split off and, and do it anyways. By the way, shoot, I shouldn't have sent you those videos I sent you earlier. Did you, like, look at them in detail? Not really. Good, don't. Oh, why? Just don't. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> I remember them pretty well. That's fine. Okay. We will give no details about what that was. Nope. Hi, DLL. Great show. 
Question for Luke. Did you ever watch Dragon Ball Z abridged? I'm asking because there's a really tall android that always shouts, Hi, bird, when he sees a bird. Reminds me of you. I curated this. We're not answering. That's the like, stupid question. But but I just thought it was really funny. No, it's not a stupid question. I'm just, I'm, I'm bugging you. I'm bugging you. No, I haven't. Yeah. That's really funny. But I, but I knew he hadn't. So that's what made it the question, not the important part to me. I just, the hi, bird. I just, yeah. I just imagine Luke doing that. It's very funny. <laughs> Beat Saber at LTX. I can't go, but I'd love to know how bad, bad Linus's godly skill in Laszlo Supernova can be beat by. Good luck. <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, actually, I'm I'm pretty rusty. I haven't been playing enough lately, so I'm like not that strong. And the endurance matters a lot in the really hard songs. Do not take that as he is bad. That man is terrifying. <laughs> Shall we move into potentials? Yeah. Hey, DLL. Luke, do you still play and recommend Orna? What do you think of the latest update? Thanks for the show. I do not play it anymore. Uh, somewhat somewhat begrudgingly. I heard after I quit that they changed some things that made this a little bit better. But um, the entire reason why I played that game and the entire reason why I enjoyed that game was because... The thing that I didn't like in the past about Pokemon Go, which I heard might be fixed now, is that uh, the first thing I ever tried to do, I was like, I'm going to go get a Geodude, and I hiked a mountain and then realized that there's basically no Pokemon out in the wild. Orna wasn't like that. You could go anywhere and there was there was stuff. There was things to do. So it encouraged wandering. It encouraged going out and, and going for a walk or even jumping on a bike or, or going for a run or whatever and taking pauses every once in a while to do things. Um, it, it encouraged getting outside. The problem that I had with Orna was once you got to a certain point, it like discouraged that, uh, the, the things that you gained benefit from were like doing crap in your town, which was naturally going to be built around where you lived. So like it, you, it, it literally made it actively bad for you to go out for a walk. And I'm like, this is the whole reason why I got this game. Again, I've heard they've updated it and maybe fixed some of that, but yeah, I, I do not play anymore because of that reason. Um, yeah, that's it. Are there any trendy services that you still use and think is worth it? What does that mean? This is a tough one. I have services I subscribe to, like I subscribe to Home Assistant. I don't think that's particularly trendy. Um, I actually genuinely don't know what this means. Oh, like a, tr a tr I think a trendy service would be something like uh, like a, a meal prep service or something like oh, that. Oh, um, you know, or like uh, or like uh, I, I would say like uh, what's that bike that everyone loved and then hated or something because they had a bad commercial and Ryan Reynolds oh Peloton them. yeah yeah or like a Peloton subscription like do you have anything like that? Not really, no. Yeah. I I promote the idea, especially if you're trying to learn how to cook, um, to subscribe to one of those uh ingredients delivery services because that, that come with like a recipe subscribe to one of those for like i don't know like two three months or something and then cancel it yeah. and then i don't have any mystery boxes or like no yeah those are super dead eh i think i haven't heard about those like yeah i have no idea i mean mark rober has one but he? that's probably good so yeah. i don't know i, I don't know that if it's terrible or whatever yeah 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 um but oh, I just, yeah. I would imagine it would be pretty okay. No, I'm trying to think. The only things I can think of for a subscription is like YouTube Premium. Does chat GPT count? No. Up next. I think this is our last one, actually. 
So, LLD. Nope, I replied to it. Okay, we're done. We'll see you again next week. <laughs> same. No, other more different bad time. Yes. But same bad channel. Correct. Bye. You almost did the thing before bye. It was close. <laughs> bye, Lina. You got this.